0: hello it is aaron Rodgers tuesday november 2nd 2021 what a day it is aaron has a great conversation with us we can't thank him enough for his time tyler big ball bass of bill's mafia joins us the boys are on fire and i'm just kind of uh, enjoying the ride alongside aj hawk can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day today if you enjoy this show by the end of it please be a friend and tell a friend if not just act like it never happened let's get to it night's Monday night football game was an absolute barn burner. Mm. A thriller. An edge of your seat ride for four quarters as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the New York Giants by three at home in a game that left us with more questions about what the Chiefs are than maybe we had going into the game we thought maybe last night was the game that Patrick Mahomes who said I can't wait to play on Monday night after experiencing some of his worst football with his family potentially bringing him down in a state of mind that we have never seen the young Gunner the young kid the young stud who has captivated and taken over the entire NFL by the age of 26 already signed a half a billion dollar deal has Played eh, not great football, done things that Andy Reid has even said, I've never seen this before. We thought Monday Night Football against a terrible Giants. Yep. Bad, terrible. bad. Michael Strahan and Eli look like they could potentially go out there and play better football than what Joe Judge has them doing. They're not disciplined at all. There's like three uh, personal fouls. There's a bunch of penalties all over the place. Danny Dimes threw a pick on his first play, I think. That team almost gets a win over the Kansas City Chiefs, who we thought were going to potentially flip the switch and come back from the dead that they've been in. Now, they get the win. They're 4-4. Four and four. The entire future is still in front of them. If they go 13-4, that is still an absolutely incredible year. 11-6, and 12-5. You, get it the Chiefs could potentially do that but after watching that game do any of us have faith in the Chiefs right now
1: uh-huh.
0: no. remember this isn't Madden you know players aren't just gonna step onto a field every Sunday Monday or Thursday shout out to Josh Allen last night being on a Manning cast he is awesome yeah he talked about coming out of the bye week and maybe as the season goes on, a little bit of weight gets added on. And he's <laughs> a strength coach, like, hey, I'm going to get there. Don't you worry about me. That was the most relatable thing I had ever heard because no professional athletes ever talk like actual humans. And I found myself to be alienated amongst my teammates when I would come back from bye week. And I was did everybody else put on 17 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Josh Allen experiences the same thing, probably because he enjoys food. But he talked about how you play on Sunday, on Monday, and on Thursday. And what we're seeing out of Patrick Mahomes isn't a Madden player that just steps on the field and is 99 every single time. We're experiencing a human that we all can see is going through something. Now, is it he isn't comfortable in the pocket? Is he not comfortable with the offense? Are the defenses, you know, rushing three and keeping eight back? Yes, that was pointed out during the cast last last night Uh, Immensely. Why don't you just run the uh, ball? Derek Gore came in. Hey, Hey, congrats to that guy. Let's go. University of Louisiana Monroe, Mm -hmm. number 40, look like a stud scoring out there. Are they just not taking the checkdowns or is Patrick Mahomes potentially going through something in real life that might be affecting his Madden score, just like every other player that plays in the NFL that could potentially be going through stuff? Also, let's keep an eye on Travis Kelsey. What the hell is going on with Travis Kelsey? Is that just an overall culture thing that's going on? Obviously, Tyron Matthew couple other guys talked about the fan base being toxic. We know about X-Factor. Chris Jones came back at a couple big-time plays. He's a welcome sight, but what the fuck are the Kansas City Chiefs? I think we still don't know, even though they got the win last night in a game that everybody's calling Snooze Fest. To be honest, it did stink. It was not a great game, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was cool listening to Jon Stewart talk. Michael Irvin in the fourth quarter was beautiful. The Manning cast has definitely some technological glitches they need to figure out. Stat, I think, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was an enjoyable Monday night. Chiefs didn't cover, obviously, and I tried to tell everybody yesterday pretty loud. I was very loud. I said, hey, with the way I've been betting, with zero dollars in my account this morning after a rough Sunday, even though I ended up seven and eight on the weekend, (laughs) which is not good. But it's not like an absolute ass beating. No. But the the games I was putting money on did not hit. Mm-hmm. My get back bets on Sunday did not hit. Mm. And then yesterday I said, so everybody that's potentially fading me, and I even did a full train thing. Yep. If you're on the fade me train, I want to let you know I love the Chiefs tonight. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. love the Chiefs minus ten and a half. So I feel like I tried to at least set a you know a little bit of a. Uh, a standard of I understand where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I'm excited Week 8 is behind us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, excited yeah. for us to dive into Week 9. I'm excited for our slate on Sunday, which has about three, four games that actually are <laughs> worth a fuck, but they're properly timed. There's a Sunday night game that matters, a 4 o'clock game that matters, and then like maybe one or two 1 o'clock games that matter. And as we go into this Week 9, let's remember that we might have some down times betting going forward. And we might not know much about a lot of these teams like what are the chiefs we don't know what are the niners nobody knows what are the titans now that derrick henry nobody knows you talk about all these teams the bucks what are the Bucks? nobody knows i mean there is a lot of question marks still but let's remember that week nine will forever be the week that is remembered as the week that the risk-free same game parlay hit and then never stopped Hitting again. So today's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Can't wait to chit-chat with the reigning MVP about him dressing up like John Wick this past weekend. His gun safety. And also, he gave away a million dollars in Bitcoin yesterday on Cash App. And plus, his team 7-1 has the best record in the NFL, in the NFC, although everybody on TV is saying that the Dallas Cowboys are the team to look out for Mm. in the NFC. Excited to chit-chat with Aaron. Excited to chat with the boys. Uh, Toxic Table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Did you you watch that game last night? Did you fall asleep? Did you make it all the way through? And what are your thoughts on the once exciting brand of football that the Chiefs play? Now just seems like a crew that is out of sorts and has kind of lost their way a little
2: bit. Yeah, I mean, that game stunk. It absolutely stunk. And, you know, tried to watch the Manning cast. And I feel like one thing with them, too, is, like, if the game is really bad or, like, boring like that, like— you see how frustrated Peyton gets. Like, it, it almost kind of derails it a little bit because I feel like they don't want to just rip apart two guys who aren't playing particularly well. But, I mean, the Packers play the Chiefs this upcoming Sunday. So, Big I was game. I was kind of, you know, I, I but it's weird. Like, at what point in the season is this just who the Chiefs are? Like, how, at, at what point, like, you always say, so, like, hey, they could get right. But at what point is it like, hey, this is just who they are right
0: now? Interesting question uh, because we are chit-chatting a little bit about this uh, before we went on the air. And if you are a kid and you were, um, I don't know what type of competitor you were, but if you're like shooting hoops or something like that and you miss a ball and you ask for the ball back as quick as possible because you either want to fix it or you want to make it or you want to do something like that. And that could happen. Like as a, as a teenager, I think it's happened for me in kicking. It's happened to me, I think, shooting hoops. I think it's happened to me maybe throwing. Like it's just like, give me. let me get this. Patrick Mahomes after every play, he almost threw two other picks that happened. He threw one mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. He almost threw, the the quick to Andy Reid to give me the next play. It's like I think he wants to get like I, he wants to get to the point where this is no longer a conversation. As soon as one bad play happens, he's quickly to Andy Reid about, "Give let me let's I can get there." And then obviously the pressing starts, the forcing mm-hmm. starts, and it happens at the highest of level to people. So, it happening the to a kid who is a guy, sorry, grown-ass man, he has a family, who has been offered a half a billion dollars to play football and has some stuff potentially happening around him with his family, which he might love, by the way. I'm not sure. Jackson Mahomes gave him a little half-ass dap while he was standing on a field Hmm. that Patrick Mahomes got him onto and obviously is, you know, that guy, that kid stinks. Oh, yeah. Big time. I'm always like a, hey, benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. always like, uh, there has to be something that's good. But that whole half assed dap, I wonder if it's because he knows that there's potential, you know, beef happening between him and Patrick, or if he feels bad about the potential conversations that are surrounding Patrick Mahomes, or if he's just a self entitled fucking prick mm-hmm. that would do that to him. It might
2: be the latter. Yeah. yeah so,
0: I mean, it, it could be. I mean, it could be all those things. Benefit of the doubt should be given to everybody, even if you hate their TikTok or they've made terrible. Decisions in the past, but all that nonsense and bullshit happening off the field, it has to be getting to Patrick as a human on the field, plus the different defenses he's seeing. And like Travis Kelsey, like Travis Kelsey is the big dog. That guy is the guy. Now he was throwing his body around last night. Big time. And a couple, like, Big-time blocks, which Travis Kelsey is not known for. Travis Kelsey has actually talked on the show about how he didn't do that in the past, but he has now bought in as he's gotten older to the blocking and just put a body in front of somebody, and I think he did that. His drop fumble night he had is nothing like what we're used to seeing on travis kelsey as well so that one little shift in energy can really have a ripple effect and they say a cancer to a locker room hey don't do this don't do this because all it takes is one little thing to start kind of seeping into a locker room and these things like the gossip you know so as soon as one thing it, it potentially just spreads and they need to put an end to it somehow some way and uh For the sake of Green Bay Packers fans and for Aaron Rodgers, let's hope it's not this weekend. You know, let's hope it is a much different weekend than this. But I don't know. I also feel like, you asked the question, is this who they are or whatever. I also feel at any moment that switches yeah. Like whenever he's doing this, Mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, okay, I feel like I've been in this position before. And then once one falls, it's like, all right, here we go. But Pat made some sick plays. And then afterwards, you still saw him fall back into the potential slump of missing a, uh, a pass, missing a check down, missing a read or doing whatever the case is. Uh, it's crazy to watch. It's a, and I tweeted this last night. This is going to be a fascinating chapter in the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes story. Mm-hmm. There was people that had responses to this tweet uh, when I said, I don't think any of us have a clue how this will play out. I mean, Legitimately. We've seen people potentially change their lives completely to get out of a funk. We've seen people change who they associate themselves with. We've seen people not change anything and just completely go down and spiral completely out, you know? And obviously, I don't think that's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes, especially in the world that we're in. But the future, five, ten years from now, when we look back on what Patrick Mahomes is going through right now, I think is going to be a pretty pivotal moment in this entire thing. And what will he do? How will he do? How will it work out? And will he get back to just being a football player again and not worrying about a single fucking thing? Because he's got a half a billion dollars yeah. going into which... That puts expectations at an even higher level. Oh, yeah. Not that Patrick Mahomes didn't have them, but now they've actually put a value on you. Are you worth this amount of money in the franchise? Is your play worth this amount of money in the franchise? That could all add into the conversation, I guess, but he just needs to say fuck everything and just play football again and enjoy it because it looks like he's not having fun mm-hmm. at all. And are you... Are you happy because you're winning, or are you winning because you're happy? Mm. I say that a lot, but it's real. Normally, the people that have it all buttoned up in their life and are pretty comfortable and confident and have a good time, normally they're more free to perform in a much better fashion. It's normally the people that potentially have some shit lingering into their performances that can distract them. Now, everybody knows about Kobe when everything was going on and Jordan whenever he's hung over or has the the pizza thing. And There has been Brett Favre after his parents Mm -hmm. or his dad passed away. There's always games that have things potentially off the field affecting you on the field, and sometimes people can just lock it out. But if you have something that is really lingering and you bring that in, you can see a, a transformation in the person almost. Yeah. And I just hope we get to the point where he's back to being Patrick Mahomes again, because that motherfucker is electric when he's going. Saw glimpses of it. Saw glimpses mm-hmm. of it. And it's like, let's get back to that, Pat. And by the way, let's not get scared to throw a little two yard ball to Tyreek Hill and let him just mm-hmm. run out of a phone book to or a phone booth. Booth. Yeah. Or book. I don't know if he can run out of phone book. He's fast to run right off the pages. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is that type of sex, isn't he? He <laughs> that's just right. run right out of the phone book. But he is just do- – they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to run the ball. If they continue yeah. to get eight people dropped into a zone, yeah. that's going to be difficult to throw into. Now, granted, I guess Peyton broke down one play where he had Tyreek. If he's even, he's leaving. That's like a classic football quote. If a wide receiver is even with a corner – he is leaving that corner. Like, that is, he's is, he's got a much bigger head start. He's in a much better position. If he's even, he's leaving. I guess Tyree Kill had that one. But aside from that, it feels like he's just going to have to check down all day, and he's going to have to get over the fact that it might be boring. There was
3: a stat they put up last night that he's the sixth most pressured quarterback in the NFL. And the least amount blitz. So every single team is getting pressure with not bringing in extra guys.
0: Hey, is Kyle Long still on that team already? He's yeah, hurt. He's not playing now. No, he is hurt. Yeah, still no, not. yeah. I understand he's still hurt, but is he what's the recovery on that? Maybe you get the big dog Kyle Long out there. Yeah. That changes the entire energy. Of everything, I have no idea. Busta Conner, you are going to say something there? Well, I was
4: just going to say, like, what you were talking about with dropping A into coverage, like, is there any thought that maybe teams have sort of figured out the right way to attack the Chiefs, you know, offense? Like, especially in the red zone, they were just rushing three, and then they had one guy basically ready to go get Mahomes when he rolled out either way, and then they just double-team Hill and Kelsey.
0: So, I don't know, because I've never put together a game plan, but I think (laughs) you're always, like, people are always figuring you out. Right. And then yeah. you're just trying to. That's why it's a uh, monkey see, monkey do, copycat league. Yeah. Because if you find a play that works, you're going to add that into your arsenal. So I think to your point, maybe there is a blueprint, but I'm assuming there's a blueprint to beat every single yeah, play. Uh, you know, so you kind of have to evolve and you continue to have to get better that's why whenever you see Tom Brady being great for 20 plus years or Aaron for 17 years being good it's like the amount of offenses that they've had to adjust and adapt and rule changes and everything like that you just have to continue to evolve and maybe Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes haven't done it a quick enough – they still won. Yeah, yeah for they sure. They still won. Like, that is – they still got to win, which at the end of the day is all that matters. I'd assume Travis Kelsey bombed about the performance, but also we got to win. We're back in good. – let's at least build off of this. It's still something, though, to talk about. I mean, it still has to uh-huh. be something. Well,
2: to... and I think I, I saw a stat that said they're the only team in the NFL whose remaining schedule is currently against all teams who have a winning record right now. Like, their their schedule gets – coming up so like does that
0: help them? yeah you know because that could potentially play to your you know I mean there's so many different ways you can view it and there's so many contradicting and hypocritical statements about a state of a team depending upon what they just did the week before you know but you could play to your um, your competition Mm -hmm. for sure so this could heighten their comp- This could make them even better because they're playing against good teams. Or if they continue to make the mistakes that they make against like a Giants team where they could have thrown maybe three picks yeah. that, against other teams, those are Crips. Right. Those are pick sixes, and this game is done. So it's, it's all – I mean, I don't know. I, it is so fascinating to me because up until what, last week, they were still the favorite to win the AFC Correct. West, and it was like there was zero reason for them to be the favorite to win the AFC West if you've seen any of the other teams play. But now you look at the Chargers. Chargers seem to be spiraling a little bit. You look at the Las Vegas Raiders with old oh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're potentially good. They're in the driver's seat right now. And the goddamn Broncos are paying $9 million and sending their best player to another team. <laughs> so... It's like the Chiefs, I guess, still have a very good chance to win their division. The Chiefs still have a very long time to figure it out. But I think it's off-the-field shit that has to get figured out before we get on the field. Personally, I don't
3: know. Yeah, the Chargers are the current favorite at plus 160, and then the Chiefs plus 185. And then the Raiders, who are leading the division right now, are plus 250 to win the division.
0: Yeah, and that's much different than the power rankings. Sportsbook Uh, is saying, hey, at the end of the season, this is how it's going to be. These power rankings that are going to come out tomorrow or Thursday, those are supposed to be for how they feel right right now. Meow. And if those power rankings are anything like we've seen on TV, the Cowboys are about to be, mm-hmm. to be yeah. super boosted. Yeah, I mean, number one. I mean, they're about to be way up there. Now, that conversation about the guy that will be joining us in a couple hours versus Dak Prescott this morning where Jeff Saturday and um, Foxworth. Mm-hmm. Dominique? Yeah. Dominique. Hey, it he got a little heated in there. It very. did. Hey, Jeff Saturday got a little energy in there. A little. Pe- By the way, Jeff very good on TV right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeff is Jeff's finding his yeah. –
1: His groove groove
0: on a few shots. On TV. Jeff is doing well on TV. And this is... By the way, you're not putting somebody else down when you put somebody over. We're just saying Jeff Saturday is bringing electrifying television, it seems like, at a higher rate than... I think he has, maybe anybody else, he is doing very well right now in his appearances. I don't know how many they are. Him and Dominique Foxworth, though, got into it because Dominique talked about how important Dak is to the Dallas Cowboys and how he should be MVP and how the Cowboys are the team to beat, which, by the way, all those things have their own case. Dak Prescott is unbelievable. But to put Aaron Rodgers down when Aaron just beat the undefeated Cardinals without his three top weapons, basically lost his fourth in Tunyon, lost his number one tight end. I mean, that is a fascinating way to go about things. And it's because the Cowboys are so powerful when it comes to fan base, when it comes to promotion. And now the roster seems to match the hype. It's hard not to get excited about it. And Jeff Saturday was like, I I don't know who the fuck anybody's talking about other than that guy that just played John fucking Wick this weekend. (laughs) And he seems to be living in his own universe, by the way. I I don't know if Aaron knows about any of the conversations that are happening, but the Packers, and I guess first impressions are a tough thing to get over. Since that Saints game, What a clinic. Seven and one right now. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Seven and one. And it it seems like there's not a lot of conversation about that because of how terrible they looked in the first game, how dramatic the offseason was. Maybe it is how Aaron dresses, looks, and talks. People are just like, no, this can't be real. The Packers are a fucking wagon right now. And they're allegedly going to make some moves before the trade deadline, which will hit in three hours in 38 minutes from now. So maybe during today's show, there's some action. And Peter Mm Bukowski at Peter underscore Mm Bukowski tweets, Matt LaFleur says Brian Gutkins and the Packers front office are working extremely hard trying to find something at the trade deadline. That's a pretty big admission from a coach who generally plays it very close to the vest. Well, I think LaFleur was uh, publicly saying that because he wanted Aaron to know, like, hey, man, I'm trying. Hey, hey, listen, listen. (laughs) I saw what the Rams did. We all saw what the Rams did. We could have done what the Rams did. The Rams somehow got General George Payton, John Elway, and Vic Fangio, who I, I bet had no say in no, this, no. to trade Vaughn Miller, who is their locker room leader, their city leader, basically, and their best player, to the Rams for a second and third round pick, and the Broncos paid... $9 million to the Rams to pay the salary of Von Miller. When you look at this graphic that Dirty put together, it says the L.A. Rams receive eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker and $9 million to pay Vaughn's salary, and then the Broncos received a second- and third-round pick in the 2022 draft. It is really difficult not to say, oh, the Broncos got fleeced here. But the Broncos are obviously... Collecting picks right now. Oh, yeah. To try to make a big trade to go up high somewhere, even though everybody has said that this particular year's draft class isn't great. Maybe it's a trade for another quarterback. The Broncos have been in quarterback conversation for a long time now. They trade for Teddy this past offseason. I guess they are, they've are they moved on from that. Drew Locke doesn't even get something in when Teddy Bridgewater can't even walk. So I think the Broncos, what they're going to be trying to do is just collect picks so they can use that as money in a trade for a quarterback or to move up for a quarterback. But the Rams going all in. They actually tweeted these scene from Rounders mm-hmm. saying they're going all in, and this is what we've been talking about with what tampa's doing and they have tom brady the rams are doing it they have matthew stafford and the world might not have known that matthew stafford was a guy unless you watched all the detroit lions games where he was quarter he's a fucking guy and the rams say hey we're going all in we got a guy the chiefs Paying everybody they can to keep around. They got a guy. This is what the conversation was all offseason with the Packers. Hey, you got a guy. Why don't you ever just go all in? I think that's why LaFleur is publicly saying, hey, we're trying to do something here. Because inevitably, there's probably going to be nothing that happens. Or maybe they will get somebody and it won't be a... Hey, maybe it will maybe they will go and get it. Maybe it'll be a complete change, and we'll ask Aaron about it. But I think that is why it has become so open, as opposed to Lafleur, who keeps things so close to the vest via Peter Bukowski's tweet.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think they will do something today. Like a lot of a lot of uh, Packers beat reporters have been saying that, like they're in play for a tight end and. You you don't, you don't want to say it stinks that Tunyon didn't do this earlier, but I feel like you know if this was a week ago when he blows his knee out, like they might have been able to get Zach Ertz. Who knows? Like he was available, but I mean we'll we'll see what they do. Kyle Fuller, like obviously, they he help stinks
0: it. for Bob. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I mean you, right, but given the situation, you know, like knowing that he was in play, I don't know. Her- I don't know what they'll do, but.
0: Yeah, who are you – you think maybe Jimmy Graham out of Chicago Ooh, goes back? Well, he just awesome. had
2: COVID, so uh, he – So know, he's got the
0: antibodies, so bring
2: uh, yeah, him on but in. we don't Perfect. know if he's the alive? same player post-COVID. So. Uh, or, is
0: he alive? Did he survive? He survived. He did. Oh, okay. okay, he did survive. Right. Yeah. Thank God. But, yeah, allegedly some tight ends are uh, in play for the Green Bay Packers, and, I mean, Diggs couldn't have said Ebron's name faster. Yeah. yeah. No, you,
3: I I feel like, you know – Aaron's been really great to the show and everything, so I feel like, you know, as a Steelers fan, and Aaron's going to come to Pittsburgh next year, so, like, I'd like to give him a gift this year. Uh, take Ebron, go ahead.
5: Not just any gift, a big-time
3: playmaker. Great playmaker, touchdown. really important to the Steelers. Like, go ahead, take Ebron. Be oh, great so you're play.
0: willing to get rid of a guy who's made so many big-time plays yeah. for the Steelers? If it's oh, a peace offering
3: there. to Aaron.
0: Uh, okay, for next year. Yeah. How about Fearmouth? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. we'll take Fearmouth. Yeah. Moth no, yeah, no, no. What about, what about Fearmouth? That's our guy. Friarmouth does appear to have the next 10 years in Pittsburgh yeah. on lock. Oh, oh yeah. They already got the chant, too. hmm You know, anytime you can get a bunch of injuries, you go, mm-hmm. For something good. I mean, Tom is going to have to keep him around.
3: Yeah, he sees Miller reincarnated.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Heath chants were loud. Yeah, The Muth chants are louder, I think. Yeah. I mean, are going to be louder by the end of this whole thing. That's very nice of you to send Ebron over there to Green Bay. But that is allegedly what's potentially cooking in Green Bay. There's a lot of other teams that could potentially get better. What about the Patriots? You guys going to do any moves, make any moves during a trade deadline around here? Nah,
4: we don't need anybody. Our team's getting better every goddamn week. I saw we Johnny Smith
0: won the uh, angry runs that's, Yeah,
4: That's right. Week seven, you should have seen what he did to the Jets. He basically... Told everybody on the defense, hey, this is my ball right now, and I'm gonna do an angry run and run right. Oh, through he you. said that. That's what he said. And then you know what he did? He almost scored, but then Hunter Henry scored. I mean, everyone that we acquired in free agency this offseason is coming along now. I don't think we really need anybody. And at this point, too, there's nobody who's gonna get a player that's better than Von Miller. He's kind of the prize of free agency, right? Yeah, and it, or, how come
0: it's not being talked about? How come it's not being talked about as such? Everybody's saying this is a fair trade or whatever, and I guess it's a fair trade. I guess if the Broncos use this second and third round pick in 2022 and they can somehow package those together with something else to get a player that is going to be great for the Broncos. Super Bowl MVP. Okay, cool. Yeah, the only defensive player to win a Super Bowl MVP, I think, in the last however many years, obviously. It's just I don't know if he still has it, but the Rams don't even have to pay him. The Rams only they're only paying him seven hundred thousand dollars. The Broncos are paying for him to leave so they could get the second and third round pick. I don't know. And allegedly, the Cowboys and the Bills were in on conversations with the Broncos. What did they offer? Yeah, yeah. What what could they have offered? And maybe that's complete bullshit that there was other teams involved because the fact that the Broncos Broncos are paying for it and sending their best player out of town, and it seemed like Von Miller did not know he was going to get traded. No, he was uh, it wasn't like Von Miller was. I don't think he was pitching for the trade. Mm. I think this was something that just, you know, as opposed to a star player that maybe sees he only has a few years left or at the level that he's potentially at, so get me the fuck out of here, like Matthew Stafford Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. out of the Lions, which I think he was forced to do, by the way, to finally stand up for himself because every quarterback's legacy is judged on how often you win, not if you end up having the top two highest receiving wide receivers uh, yearly uh, yardages yep. in the history of the game. Yeah. Which Cooper Cup is on pace to break Megatron's record. Megatron, by the way, was with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Those two are about to have the... But if you do not win a Super Bowl, nobody will even fucking talk about him. Yep. So that is why somebody around him had to finally say, hey, we understand that you're just a football player. We appreciate that you're just showing up to work. You, you feel like Detroit invested a lot of money in you. We appreciate that you love Woodward. Is that the name of the street? Woodward. We appreciate that you want to bring a Lombardi down Woodward, but we hate to break this much larger than you. This is much larger than, you. Yeah. Much larger <laughs> than football. You ain't going to be walking no Lombardi down Woodward. <laughs> no. Okay? So you, for the sake of your name, for the sake of how you'll be remembered in this league, you have to get somewhere where they'll potentially win. You have to tell Detroit, like, hey, I love you guys. You got to move on. I don't know if that's what happened. I'm assuming that's what happened yeah. because it took them 13 years to do yeah. this or whatever. Okay? Whenever there was calls for this, eight years in, nine years in, 10 years in, 11 years in. There's calls for this for a long time. Like, hey, Matthew, you are a star that is getting wasted in a galaxy that nobody sees. (laughs) You are literally just burning out and nobody even knows that you existed except for the people who have to watch Lions games because they're either Lions fans or they have a good friend that is a Lions fan. And you have to watch so you can talk shit to your friend that is a Lions fan. Of course. Like we. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I did. Yeah. Watching him as a lion for a few years there before he left, I have never been more incredibly impressed with somebody's patience. Mm Yeah. Which is what Matthew Stafford had to show throughout his entire career in Detroit saying, yeah, we'll win next year. And showing up with broken necks and ribs and everything playing, we'll win next year, we'll win next year. And not once being like, I should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I am being wasted. Didn't do that at all. So I think watching him, knowing that he, what he was when he got traded, we were very loud that, hey, Matthew Stafford on a national light, he's about to go. I have him at MVP odds at like plus 17 or 1800 yep, works, or something yeah. like that, maybe 20-something hundred. Damn. That hopefully those will maybe hit. There's other people out there as well. But him going to LA has done exactly what we thought would happen. Hey, when everybody gets to see this dude and he's back on a team and they're good, he's gonna be a superstar. Vaughn Miller was a superstar, is a superstar, had those winning days, but it doesn't appear as if that's gonna be happening in the Broncos for some time. And it didn't feel like he or his people were like, get me out of here, I need to go somewhere else. It's almost like the Broncos did it. It's fascinating, fascinating situation. So what
3: I was seeing is Vaughn's in his last year of his deal there was no chance that they were going to re-sign him probably for the money that he wants this year. so that they, And they're not going to make a Super Bowl or playoff run this year. So might as well get draft picks for a guy that's not going to be around next year is what I was seeing. Yeah, I guess. And I
0: mean, a second and a third round pick, that might be fucking Stooge and McGee. There. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. You have no idea that that's going to be. Okay. It. Like, but they're using it to bundle. I think it is 100% a bundle Yeah, package. they need to get a quarterback. Yeah, they're trying to bundle picks as much as possible. But if the Rams are able to work that deal, Oh, uh, yeah, we'll give you a second and third. And you guys pay for it. We can't pay for salary. You Sorry. saw it. We, we can't. We have so many good players. We're trying to win a Super Bowl, you know. You guys could do this, by the way. Denver's a city I think people would go to. Denver's a city mm-hmm. I think a lot of people love. But yeah. you guys aren't. To, we are doing it, though. So because of the situation we're in and the situation in the bed that you guys have made for yourself, we think you should just go ahead and take the line share of the shit in this deal mm-hmm. and just pay the $9 million as well. Oh deal. All right, all right, said fuck, fuck it. it. Said <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> What's that two car dealerships I got? <laughs> That's it? One month worth of sales in those two car dealerships I got. Allegedly too, there's a lot of talk about what General George Payton does and what John Elway still does. Is John Elway still doing things? Mm-hmm. Is he out on that? What does the future look like for Denver? There's no way Aaron goes there now. Nah. No. Not that Aaron's going anywhere, by the way. True. Last week he right. said he loves being in Green Bay, but if he was to go somewhere, Denver was allegedly a place he was going to go to. Now is it still that, or are they completely out on that? What does the next couple of years look like for Denver? Fangio's got to be gone then, yeah,
2: right? Has oh, yeah, has to be.
0: Got him out of time. So he's got to be gone. Mm-hmm. Is General George Payton going to be there then?
4: First year. It wasn't his whole thing like, hey, I can't draft a quarterback just because Oh yeah. John you know, it's Elway's guy. This. Yeah, this wouldn't be on him.
0: Uh, hopefully something pops off in the next couple of hours. There. Mm-hmm. It will. Maybe the Packers make like an actual play.
4: Yeah.
2: What Let's if they see. did? I saw the Broncos are also potentially getting rid of Kyle Fuller. Yep. Like the mm-hmm. Packers could definitely use a little help in the secondary. They're pretty banged up. He played... You know, with the Bears for a long time, so they know him. They know yeah, like he 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 could be a nice little impact addition.
0: A player that has obviously been talked about being traded since the offseason with a lot of shit happening in the offseason, uh off the field. Deshaun Watson, allegedly via Aaron Wilson, yep. underscore NFL. He Well done. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I had no
1: idea. Thank you. I feel pretty good about that.
0: (laughs) It's pretty good. Every once in a while, the old (laughs) brain bucket, you know, really does some stuff there. At Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Used to work for the Baltimore Sun. Then he worked for the Houston Chronicle. He, um, something happened, okay, with the Deshaun Watson situation Mm -hmm. where he was fired or removed from the Houston. Now he runs his own podcast, I think, down in Houston. So this guy has been covering the Texans for a substantial amount of time. He has no check mark. So he's. Uh, we don't know. Sure, you know, positive. never know. I don't think anybody's impersonating this guy on the internet. But this is allegedly who this guy is in Houston, and we have to say that because we have to build up a little mm-hmm. bit of credibility for this guy in Houston, and he has a lot invested in the Sean Watson. Uh, cases. and Mm -hmm. He got fired for a remark about this allegedly. I don't know. This is just all shit we've seen on the internet, so you have to take that with a grain of salt. Aaron Wilson in Houston, Houston Texans podcast runner, says, no settlements of 22 civil lawsuits are imminent or developing at this time for Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson per league sources, and also no clarity on status of 10 criminal complaints heading into today's NFL trade deadline. So there's no way.
4: No. No chance,
0: right? Can't, even though he can still play. But he can still play because he's not on the commissioner's exemption list. And they said he won't go on the commissioner's exemption list, even if he's traded. They say they don't have enough information or all the information or the proper information to put him on the commissioner's exemption list. But I thought the commissioner's exemption list was founded so that they could find the information out about the situation and then deal with it afterwards. I had a teammate that was on the commissioner's exemption list because he was going through a trial and an investigation that was very loud early. Then he was found innocent completely innocent and obviously there wasn't as much noise made on the other side but he got removed from the commissioner's exemption list i thought that's what the commissioner's exemption list was for i assume that's what the texans have thought as well because he's still eating up their salary cap Mm -hmm. he still has to be there i think deshaun probably at this point wishes he was almost on the exemption list so he didn't have to fake show up at the houston texans stuff but there's no way any team trades for him with every all the question marks off the field, right? There's no can't, can't do way, not, yeah, way. No chance.
4: especially if there are multiple first round picks. Like you're selling your future on the mm-hmm. assumption that he will be able to play next year, because they were even talking about him at the beginning of next season, still not being able to play.
0: Man, you got to think back to some of the investigations the NFL has, has done, yeah. right? and gathering the intel, Tom Brady got suspended four games. What two years after
4: Deflategate, mm-hmm. yeah. and
0: with 22 cases, 10 criminal complaints. That I don't know the legal world that well, but that seems like that's what twenty five years to settle. I mean, I, that, yeah, these legit, like, that takes well, a long time to yeah. handle in the legality world. When I, I was
2: reading; I, I saw some reports that said that there's a lot of like a good chance that they're just going to wait until the off season and reopen trade negotiations. But if they're, then, if you're doing that, you're operating under the assumption that he's not guilty, right? Because if, I mean, yeah, you if have, it's, or if that it's he's settling, in, right? right? And if right. he's
0: settling, then uh, the assumption is that he's automatically guilty, which is allegedly why Deshaun doesn't want to settle is because he doesn't want anybody to think that he was guilty at all. It's wild. It's fucking scene.
4: And a lot of the teams, too, their first-round picks that they were going to move are this upcoming draft, right? Like the Finns have two, For and the Finns are one of the main teams. If After this draft, they don't have as much draft capital to move for.
0: I would just like to say that I do not care about picks if I'm running a team. If you're no. going to get a guy, get a guy. If you need a guy, go get a guy. Don't bank on your scouting department or general manager creating – A guy, or finding a guy, or drafting a guy, because if you're in your window, it's going to take a long time potentially for that person to develop, or you might strike gold. I'm not 100 sure. It's like a scratch off, though. If everything that we have seen is accurate, which is basically the stats of who makes it, who doesn't, when they're drafted, how they're drafted, which which round produces the most Hall of Famers, and all you look into all that shit. If you can get a guy, get a guy. But if you Deshaun Watson on a football field. A guy. Very good. But you have no idea if he's ever going to make it onto the field. How could you give up three first rounders in the future? Not because of who you could potentially draft, but if you're going to give up three ones for somebody, wouldn't you want that to be for somebody that is going to potentially be yes. the face of your franchise? Mm-hmm. Somebody that's maybe going to play and build around? Like, not that you need to wait to draft somebody. Like, that's more important. That is not how I view. But if you're going to bundle three ones, three twos to go get somebody, You'd want to go get somebody that is potentially readily available and not a big, massive question mark. I don't understand some shit that happens in the NFL. If Deshaun Watson gets traded today, I will be so confused. Yeah. I I have no idea how any of it works. What's that? The other
4: domino in that is I think the Dolphins would need to clear something like 16 mil in cap space to be able to add him in because that's what he's at for this year. Is that that
0: why they cut Kyle Van Noy? Must have been. Uh, I yep. don't know. I don't think ahead. so. Oh, no, because they're paying for Kyle to play for the Patriots. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. the Dolphins yep, are actually right. still paying for mm-hmm. Kyle. V- aren't you guys?
3: Yeah, that asshole oh, yeah. Chris Greer will figure it out. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs>
0: You guys are paying Kyle Van Noy this year, right? We're
3: paying a lot of people not to play for us, and we're paying Van Ginkle, who can't tackle a cardboard box.
0: <laughs> no, Van Ginkle is an upgrade yeah, over yeah, Kyle Van Noy. He's Nooy. got speed. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, Kyle Van Noy got run over by Josh Allen. What a punk. Yeah, yeah. Van was would never. Yeah, that guy can't play football. I remember that.
4: Yeah, interesting. Calvin has been very good for New England. So yeah, I, I of course it. he has.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course he has. He got paid $30 million to go play somewhere else. <laughs> that team immediately got better. Mm-hmm. And then he was cut. That team's still paying him to go back somewhere else. And those fans tried to act as if cutting him was not like that was a, a good decision. Uh, it was unbelievable. Now that I look back on that entire <laughs> yeah. incident with Dolphins fans, and I did appreciate the passion. Still do. Of course. Mm-hmm. Anytime anybody's that passionate about something, I love it. Both for that something, because you've built up a fan base that is very passionate. You should be very proud of yourself. And also, for the people that are that passionate about a thing that has notoriously stunk, being great, I love it. Like, I enjoy that type of delusion. I mean, Foxy every single year. That's right. Hey, going to go 10-6 in playoff win. Bingo, <laughs> this is the year. Hey, going to go 11-6 in a playoff win. Now, he's not sawing down people that are questioning where the sports books are having the odds on who places where in an entire division. But those Dolphins fans coming after me with what we're seeing now, what a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Stooges. Absolute idiots. <laughs> You guys just have to fall back into it. It's not your fault, I guess, Gumpy. Uh,
3: I don't think I should be lumped in with them. I mean, I, oh, was, I oh. was far against the Van Noy thing. We can go back and watch the clip.
6: I yeah, damn not cried on But that's because Van
0: Noy has talked to you and you're friends of Van Noy. You uh, don't understand football. That's yeah. what people are talking about. I was watching people say that to him and to me. I was insane. getting a lot of, oh, your friend, Kyle Van Noy, he doesn't mean shit. And then it was the, the gif of him getting run over by Josh Allen. I'm like, hey. You're going to get got when you're on a field. Like, that is something that's, hey, you're going to get run over. It's football. Mm-hmm. If you live in the paint, you're going to get dunked on that's at some right. point. Get ready. It's going to. But what about, like, everything potentially happening in the locker room, the culture, the leadership, the, hey, this needs to happen on this play. Even though this is called, hey, we need to do this. He's been in that system for so long. And then the Dolphins fans were telling me I was an idiot for even mentioning that being something that could potentially happen. That's absurd.
4: To yeah, me. and here we are, week eight. Magic Mike White Lightning is playing for the Jets, and there's no chance he's going to finish last in the division. No way.
0: Uh-uh. The guys, a magician. What happens? Allegedly, Zach Wilson was more pumped up than uh, yeah. Magic Mike fucking White Lightning was. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: not good. No. Yeah, what's
0: Zach Wilson all about? Well, you can take his two different ways.
2: Great teammate, Zach Wilson. There is. Yeah. Okay. or. or-
0: this guy isn't a competitor.
2: He wants to be a backup. Yeah. This guy's happy with just getting paid off for of being the first, our number two overall pick. Uh, you can laugh and play games now. Uh, Mike White is trying to win that fucking job. He doesn't give a shit about Zach Wilson. Yeah, Mike White
0: said, this is a week seven win. Yeah. Okay, we got week eight next week. Let's let's fucking hit the books, all right? I don't know yeah. where we're celebrating. Zach, come on. <laughs> this Coast Coastal Carolina BYU, Paul, oh, Calm down. <laughs> let's fucking move on, dude. Colts. We too. got another game next week. All right, let's get to but
2: it. We were, we were talking about that yesterday. Like, it, it, he hasn't been in the league for a long time, so it's not like he is like a backup. Like he is a thousand percent trying to win that job, right? I mean, yes, did you
0: see those tweets? Yeah, <laughs> what was it? Well, yeah, yeah. He was actually talking they about pay. Zach Wilson. Yeah. yeah, he was actually Mike Magic Mike White Lightning in 2013 put a tweet out about Zach Wilson without even knowing Zach Wilson existed. <laughs> I hate losing to rich, white, arrogant kids. <laughs> I'm not saying Zach Wilson's arrogant, it seems like he's very humble, but I think his. I think oh, his yeah. family owns an airline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. There's probably a lot of, a lot of cash in. You think he's arrogant? I, I just got a couple looks. You think? Oh
4: no, I, I'm.
0: We're on the same page here. I didn't know they owned an airline. JetBlue. Yeah, a lot of money. Lot, hey, they owned rolling in it. Mm-hmm. Like hey. Swimming. Yeah. How you doing? Get I
2: know away. his mom's not too fond of a couple of things. So, I mean, she's the pretty areas. She hates her
0: She hates TikTok. Disney. Disney. Uh-huh. Disney. Disney,
2: really? Yeah, she was not happy.
0: About um, Disney wouldn't run in JetBlue planes. That's they wouldn't right. give him the Disney Plus uh, right, right, yeah. bundle in the JetBlue planes. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that's where Zach's, Zach's from that. So, I'm not saying Magic Mike White Lightning was tweeting that directly about Zach Wilson in 2013. But it could be the case. That guy's from South Florida, too, Magic Mike uh-huh, White. Yeah. He's... A uh, Hunt. He's from Lottie Dottie. I
3: think he's from Lottie Dottie. He is
0: one thousand percent trying to become the starter for the New York Jets, and I think the Jets fans are all like, "Yeah, we we're we're want, we're yeah. Trying we're trying want it too." Uh-huh. Let's get to a break. Calling that, out Peyton Manning. I mean, he might have been twelve when all these things happened, <laughs> which is even <laughs> better.
2: Man, we're not one hundred percent sure.
0: I don't know how people wear hats every day. My head is so itchy right now. The <laughs> yeah, worst.
2: Can't do it anymore. Huh? Can't do it anymore. Well, we're starting to get into dry skin season too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's certainly yeah. happening to me. Yep. Get
3: your fill your humidifiers
0: listen this fur, the brand hat is awesome okay Amazing. raising money mm-hmm. to help families battle against canine cancer valerie my daughter is going in surgery tomorrow morning oh geez peace to get a lump out good luck this will be her fourth surgery to remove a cancer lump or whatever damn she's a badass soldier yeah she is It's not in the rest of her body though which is cool i've learned a lot about canine cancer as has sam uh, doing this foundation the treatments for them are very expensive so that's why further brand was founded to help people pay for it once we decided and saw how much money it was to take care of val we thought back to whenever you know we were growing up there's no fucking chance tim and sal would have been able to afford the surgery that valerie got there's no chance that sam's mom and dad would have been able to afford the surgery that valerie got so that's where further brown or for the brand was founded and now we're going in tomorrow with that being said i think this is the last day i'll wear this hat because it is very itchy it's your head i just don't wear a hat i'm not a big hat. i used to be a big hat guy i'm not a big hat guy now my head's too soft for the hat i believe well mm-hmm. hair's
2: flowing too well, yes. the
0: hair, the issue with the hair is, you know, I used to be able to get cuts on Fridays. I can't get cuts anymore. Barber what? shortage. Uh, I
2: don't
0: know if there's a barber shortage, but I do know there is an, an overwhelming amount of customers. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. with the way the whole thing's set up, I don't know if it's going to be able to happen. Supply and demand. You need a pen? <laughs> I got a pen. Write your name down. Supply and demand. Now that the world's opening back up so many new thrills Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. True. yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha, huh? lasts a long time. Banging up, banging
4: a, banging bangin up. Yeah,
0: it's Pete Alonzo at the all yes. at the Home Run Derp. Boom, That's right. dingers.
4: <laughs> Downtown.
0: Bingo. have to talk about the breaking news. Joining us at at official A.J. Hawk, who is obviously a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. All the boys and Aaron will join us here momentarily. There is some really sad news developing out of Las Vegas right now. Henry Ruggs, first-round draft pick for the Oakland Raiders, now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders has been officially charged with DUI resulting in death for his role in a car crash that happened this morning around 3.39 a.m. in Las Vegas at the intersection of South Rainbow Boulevard and South Spring Valley Parkway involving a Chevrolet Corvette, which is reported to be his, and a Toyota RAV4. Responding officers located the Toyota on fire. Fire department personnel responded and located a deceased victim inside the Toyota Lee. The preliminary investigation indicates the front of the Chevrolet collided with the rear of the Toyota. The driver of the Chevrolet, identified as 22 year old Henry Ruggs III, remained on scene and showed signs of impairment. He was transported to UMC Hospital to be treated for non life threatening injuries. Ruggs will be charged with DUI, resulting in death. This is an ongoing investigation. Ian Rappaport tweeted that out. TMZ reported this a little bit ago. We weren't 100% sure if it was true. I guess. It is a class B felony in Las Vegas and would um, require imprisonment of at least two to 20 years if found guilty in this. Rest in peace. Obviously, incredibly sad. Henry Ruggs now is staring down a much different life for making a poor decision of driving while impaired. Incredibly sad. Hate to see this, AJ.
1: It's terrible. Yeah, I saw some of the rumors floating around, what, 30 minutes, 45 mm-hmm. minutes ago uh, about what was going on. So, yeah, that's the most in-depth part of that I've heard of it. I'm sure more will come out. But yeah, what a what an awful situation. For yeah, we had not heard
0: the police report until very recently here. It had just gotten tweeted on the internet. We had an eye on the situation, but much like the DeAndre Swift situation a few months ago, you have no idea what's real and what isn't on the internet. The photo that surfaced of the crash, it was of the Toyota. Obviously, it looked like it had just gone out of fire, I guess, now that they're telling us it was on fire. And then the Corvette in the back, which is Matt Green, that That looks like it is absolutely ruined as well. There was an entire internet game happening during the show on whether or not that was Ruggs's vet or if it was somebody else's vet. There was a design on Ruggs's. I guess we just haven't been able to see it on this photo. But the worst suspicions turn out to be real. Henry Ruggs III was driving that Corvette that inevitably got into a car crash with a Toyota. The Toyota started on fire and now people have passed away. It is incredibly sad. Um... Man, you can't be driving drunk, okay, especially now. There's no reason. There's no reason to. There's so many different available options for you to do so. A team in Las Vegas, this was always going to be talked about, right? It was always going to be talked about. A team in Las Vegas, what will it be like visiting teams coming in? Will they be able to be disciplined enough, even if they have a sleeping, um, a uh,
1: curfew? Bingo.
0: There it is. A curfew and everything. Will they still be able to maintain it when the NHL went into Las Vegas? It seemed like the Vegas flu had gotten a lot of the away teams that would come in there. How about the players and the teams that live in Vegas? How would they do that? As somebody who, you know, used to potentially go out a lot, I don't know what it would have been like being a young person in Las Vegas, but I do know that if you're Henry Ruggs and you're a member of the Raiders and a member of the NFL, you can't be driving drunk at 3.39 in the morning. That's just terrible. This is... Obviously could have been avoided. We hope for justice in this entire thing and hopefully everybody's able to ah somebody passed away out of nowhere. Yeah,
2: terrible. Yeah.
1: Golly. It's scary how quick things can change. Just
0: like that. Think about yeah. it at 315 AM. What was happening in both of those cars? 315 AM. Probably so much fun. Probably so. There's probably music being played or wrapping up, whatever. Maybe they're going to work. Maybe the Toyota's going to work. Who knows? But then all of a sudden, in an instant, everything changes. That's why you have to think about those things when you're making your decisions. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to chat with a man who is deeper than the ocean. Guy who's more talented than any human that has ever thrown a football in the history of throwing footballs. He's the reigning, defending, undisputed MVP of the NFL, currently sitting at 7-1, quarterback John Wick, Aaron Rodgers.
5: Great shirt. What's going on, dude? Hey buddy, how you doing?
0: Hey, life is good, fantastic. Can't thank you enough for joining us. The John Wick costume, the photos, the pooh shiesty moments. What a hey! Congrats on a successful yeah. Halloween. That was right? We are looking at this.
5: Thank you. It was a good weekend for sure. Uh, Thursday games are tough, man. This short week, but the spoils are the three day weekend for sure. So we uh, we had a good time. Glad the costume all came together. I did want to give one. Uh, first shout out uh, to Preston Smith. Uh, To finish off the costume, I needed a pit bull. And I wasn't uh, keen on going down to the animal shelter and seeing if there was one there. So I was able to find one uh, in a teammate. So I went to Preston's house. Preston was not only my dog supplier, but also my photographer. So big... uh, (laughs) Big shout out to Preston uh, for helping me out with the
0: outfit. Yeah, it looked amazing, and that dog was awesome. Oh huh? yeah, that dog was look. It was a good acting, dog. You know, it lived I'm, a good life, huh? Yeah, just like that. Oh, it lived Jesus a good life. Jesus. Well, we are talking about the State Farm dog. How you threw a ball into a canyon? Mm-hmm. We just hope you didn't do the same for the John Wick dog. But that
1: was an awesome moment. Shout out
0: to Preston Smith. Sorry about that, AJ. Go ahead.
1: Oh no, I'm good. I was I was wondering uh, this weekend. Nick, you have Thursday. You have short week, so it's tough to prepare. But then you have these. It's almost like a mini bye week. Other than Practicing poor muzzle discipline at the Halloween party. What else were you able to do this weekend?
5: (laughs) Well, it was a late morning. We got on the flight in uh, Arizona and there were some mechanical issues. So we got off the flight. This is one of the first times, maybe the first time in 17 years, we got off the plane, back on the bus, and sat on the bus for another hour plus ish. So by the time we got back on the plane, got back to Green Bay, you know, there's a lot of uh, passengers for the early flights. I think I got in my bed about 6.30 on Friday morning. So it was uh, – Friday Friday's kind of a wash at that point. Um, but, you know, we uh, had some fun Saturday. Sunday I just I did nothing, just relaxed and uh, cleaned the house a little bit, uh, just some couple things and watched a little football and, and spent time napping on the couch. It was great.
0: Well, it sounds like a very similar Sunday to me, although I was not John Wick the night before. You guys – you guys got obliterated on that bus, huh, after Arizona when you guys asked to get off the plane, onto the bus, then back on the plane. I would assume there, not everybody, but I would assume there was some people taking some liberties on what they could potentially drink or have at that time, or are you not allowed?
5: Look, I mean, as far as I know, there's no alcohol. Um, you know, there was a couple uh, a couple issues in some other sports. Uh, and in the past, I would say way, 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 long time ago, um, there there occasionally was some alcohol on the plane but uh there wasn't any on that bus could have used some but uh we had a little bit of had a little bit of food and and a lot of laughs i mean that's when the memes were going crazy so i was sitting you know i was sitting you know like i usually do and just all around me hey look at this one hey look at this one and and then dave was you know carefully crafting his uh <laughs> you know his meme uh, to put out there and uh That's basically what took up the uh, hour and 15 minutes on the bus, was laughing at these memes.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the meme play in itself. And we can talk about that entire game. You guys beat the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Without Devontae, without Lazard, without MVS. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, incredible discipline for you guys not getting bored. It seemed like you had to play a different style. You had new guys you were throwing to, had to earn trust. I mean, it was magnificent to watch. But something happened in that game where the meme was created. And obviously you with your helmet over your face and eyes wide open after throwing a touchdown is gonna steal the story. But how we got to that point you never, it does, It feels like, now I might be wrong here. You might tell me something different, but watching you play, you're the OG. Everybody loves playing. It, it's a lot of laughing, a lot of chat. like, hey, this is how we do it. It's cool. Good to see you, Aaron. Big fan of yours. That was a blatant cheap shot. Late hit. Then he even Earl grades you a little bit. I mean, you. there was even a little bit of that. What's that all about? Does that guy hate you? Did you talk to him afterwards? How did we get to the meme, you think?
5: Uh, well... It was uh, one of those RPOs. So we had a run pass option, and uh, I decided to take the pass option to Kabi on the, on the corner route. I never saw the guy. I mean, I was kind of staring down my throw uh, as it was in the air. And even as you're getting rocked, sometimes you're still trying to see what happened. Um, I don't wear the tightest helmet, and I wear that you know real old-school chin strap that uh, I saw Farby wearing when I was a young player. thought it was awesome, and I've been wearing it. I get a lot of crap for it. From not just my teammates, from AJ over the years, uh, from some of the training staff, um, but I still hold on to it. Every now and then, that thing slides up, or I've had plays where I don't even button it, just I forget about it, and still kind of attached to the side of my helmet there. But, yeah, you know, next thing you know, I mean, right when I got in the locker room, it was like, Devontae on FaceTime, Alan was on FaceTime, and the memes are out. I mean, that was kind of the (laughs) three things that just were going nuts right away. So it was was so funny. And I said it in my press conference, the Internet is undefeated. It really is. And, uh, you know, there's... It's not the crying Jordan meme, thankfully, I guess, but...
0: Uh, we don't know. Hey, we'll see. <laughs> hey, we don't know what this have, thing's going to grow into, Aaron. We, we have no idea,
5: you know? I have seen some of the funny ones, funniest ones ever, and some of the ones I posted might be considered a little bit on the, you know, uh, appropriate scale, maybe to the far end, but I saw some even less appropriate <laughs> ones that were hilarious. So kudos to the people out there with the time to make those memes because myself and my teammates a lot of laughs
1: it's real talent I think I think this one has legs I think this may carry on years down the road I think this will pop up in situation, but it's a good one I think it's it's all positive for you but going back to the game heading into this game I think we even mentioned like oh you guys you know you there's not a whole lot of expectation for you guys to win I'm sure you guys expected to win still like were you able to go in and execute the game plan that you guys had going in
5: I think sometimes in the situation, you use it kind of uh, to your advantage and, and tell the guys, hey, look, nobody expects us to win this thing. Let's just free roll it. You know, let's just play as mm-hmm. loose as possible and, and not have any of the pressures of, you know, playing against a, a 7-0 and team. I think that's what we did. I mean, that was kind of my message throughout the week was, look, we don't have uh, three stud receivers. Bakhtiari's not back yet. Nobody thinks we got a chance. I like our odds, and I think we played pretty loose. Now, we still made some mistakes, for sure, and we obviously had a chance to put it away there. And, the, you know, inside the five, twice we had the ball inside the ten and didn't, and didn't come away with uh, more than a field goal. So so we obviously had some clean things to clean up, but, man, I'm proud of our guys, especially after that crazy, uh, you know, kickoff return both guys go down. We got the ball on the nine-yard line. All the momentum, all the crowd back in the game at 17-14 to take it down that 91 yards and score to go back up 10 points was such a character drive. I'm really proud of the guys for the way they responded there.
0: Yeah, obviously the adversity going into the game, but then during the game, not just that play, but big Bob Tunyon. I mean... Great shirt, great shirt. We have to get to it. But Big Bob Tunyon, I mean, that is a massive blow to be dealt, not only just in the grand scheme of the game and the season because of how good the Sycamore Big Bob has become, but in that moment, you're out Devontae, you're out MVS, you're out Lazard. Now Big Bob Tunyon's out of this whole thing. It just feel. It felt like you guys never blinked. That's a foundation builder, you know? That, that feels like something you can rely on in the future, but no Big Bob has to be, I mean, that is heartbreaking for everybody
5: yeah it is it's uh, first and foremost for him just because you know how much he loves playing what a great teammate he is um the season he had last year being in a contract year there's you know there's the human element of that that's uh that's disappointing for him but just the physical presence of him on the field and the way he plays and the way he's become a every down player and he can do it all tight in now uh was definitely tough and i had a perfect view of it you know i was you know i hit him on that Uh, That crossing route and I could watch him and and you just know it being around sports for so long when there's a non-contact injury and a guy goes down like that more times than not, it's the anterior cruciate ligament and unfortunately it was again here.
0: You sounded so smart there. There's a lot of people piecing together, uh, you know, the letters of the first words that you said there, ACL. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I believe that is <laughs> that's what you just said. And uh, we love Bob. Hey, Bob, Godspeed on the recovery. Good luck, Bob. Good luck, Bob. Going to miss you out there watching. Can't wait to see what he goes. Let's look, in, uh, let's look into this weekend because, obviously, you have a relationship with Patrick Mahomes. You, Jake. Patty, hang out all the time. You guys are shooting commercials Mm -hmm. day after day, it seems like. You're golfing, you're cornholing, you're dancing, you're hosting game shows. He's working out, he's coaching, he's gymming, he's doing this stuff. I mean, do you guys have a great relationship? And also, how, whenever you see something like what he's going through right now, and I don't know if it's a confidence thing, I don't know if it's defenses are changing, if it's potentially something off the field... carrying into the game how do you continue to stay locked in whenever it seems like all hell is breaking loose around you whenever it seems like you're potentially not playing your best and people are asking questions if you had to talk to patrick if you have a relationship with how do you say to him hey i hope you get better not this weekend but going forward and what are some of the mental challenges you think of being like a guy like patrick mahomes in a league that you have been for the last like 15 years
5: That was a long-winded question.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to open it up for you. I didn't want you to have to bury him, and I I didn't really know, you know, because you've never really had this happen in your career. We actually looked it up. You have never had a situation like this happen in your career, but I know you probably have a great take on everything that's happening with him because there's a lot of potential outside shit potentially getting involved in this, you know?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's there's been stretches where I haven't played my best ball for sure, and, and I think you just got to keep going back to what got you in the position you're in. And I don't think, you know, a lot of times people say, I'm going to work harder, I'm going to go in earlier, I'm going to do this and that. If that was the remedy, then why aren't you doing it before? I think you got to stick with what got you to this point. Uh, he's been an MVP, he's won a Super Bowl, uh, he's a talented, talented player. Um, and there's going to be rough stretches throughout your career some of the stuff is under your control and some of it isn't. And so you kind of got to release the stuff that isn't, uh, isn't yours and and own the stuff that's yours and, and and improve. And a lot of times it's just one, it can be one throw. It can be one uh, quarter that kind of gets you back playing the the way you want to play. But um, I do have a relationship with, with Patrick. I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's a fantastic player. I love watching him play. I enjoy working with him too on the commercials. Kevin, Jake from state farm is actually a bears fan jeez oh, um, so he's neutral this week, but uh, I am told he will be in attendance, uh, and I'm guessing he'll be wearing red um, because of state farm, not because of his allegiances to Patrick over me, which could be the case. Uh, I actually haven't pinned him down and and asked him uh, you know where his true allegiances lie. I mean, he's kind of new to the state farm game. I've been around for a long time, so maybe you know the younger guys stick together, maybe he's more of a pat guy. Um, maybe he likes those commercials, you know, those spots he did with him better than the ones that, uh, that I do with him, but him, uh, you know, uh, Jake from State Farm and I, Kevin, we have a lot of fun on set. He's a hilarious guy. And unfortunately the way it goes with this is, you know, we do so many takes of the same commercials and most of the ones that I think are really funny or that he thinks are really funny, even probably I'm sure the ones that Pat thinks are really funny, the you know, the client doesn't quite go with those. They usually oh, go with Oh, really? Base. State Farm does? <laughs> I never want to guess. What I
0: never yeah, want to yeah. guess.
5: It's safer market to the, you know, middle America. But I do love working with State Farm. We have so much fun, and, I, and I'm proud of the way the commercial's turned out. When it comes to Pat, I'm not worried about him. I mean, I don't think anybody really should be worried about him. Uh, when you're a transcendent town like that, it's only a matter of time. I, I,
0: didn't want, I just want to ask a follow-up to that. Being transcended into superstardom especially at a young age, and this has been for you for a long time, right? You have, everything you have done for a long time has been scrutinized. You get more zoom-ins on your face at all times throughout games for whatever reason, and you have for so long. Do you think there is a little bit of a learning curve if you go back in time whenever that started becoming your life? Now it's for Pat. Pat's brother does a a TikTok. We all know about it. We all directly associate it with Patrick Mahomes. Anything else happens off the field, we all directly associate it. He's worth half a billion dollars now with his contract. Is there anything to that getting thrusted into a different level of life that you potentially experienced or you've seen maybe others go through? And is that a real thing?
5: Yeah, hundred percent it is. I mean, my whole life changed, you know, after the Super Bowl, and I've said this after the State Farm commercials. That kind of, you know, first of the Super Bowl, and second, you know, I won MVP in twenty eleven, and the State Farm commercials came out, and I became not just Super Bowl champion, but now I'm the discount double check guy, and now people know me not just for playing, but they know me as that guy in the you know silly commercials and. And, you know, stardom is an interesting thing and it creates a whole lot of uh, amazing opportunities and fun things and also some things that can be distractions and, and can pull at you a little bit more. Your time becomes uh, less your own, I think. And it's a, it's a learning curve for sure. But the most difficult thing is sustained greatness, I think, in any sport. And there's an idea of plateauing at your peak and... Being able to sustain an incredibly high level of play that puts you in the upper echelon. And I believe that's Pat's destiny. Uh, he's already established an incredible level of play. And he probably will for the next 10 or 15 years, depending on how long he wants to play. Um, but that is definitely the most difficult thing because they are just waiting for you to show a chink in the armor, a slight fall off, um, so that they can, you know. They can bear you, and the greatest challenge and the greatest satisfaction occurs when you can continue sustain greatness and and quiet uh, down those uh, naysayers uh, time after time.
1: Hey, can could quarterbacks at any level? Can they go through like slumps like a baseball player might go through a slump, like a batter?
5: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and just like you can turn it on with one throw or, or one read or one quarter or one game. One little thing can actually uh, kind of throw you off. Sometimes it's like getting the yips, uh, putting or the shanks. You know, in, in, in golfing, one you know hosel rocket can change kind of your whole mental mindset. One missing a wide open throw can kind of set you back. I mean, for people that can reset quickly, it might it might be a play or a series or a quarter. But that takes time to to learn how to. Be able to fall back on that muscle memory, and and sometimes there are things that happen that kind of throw you off. Even for me now, yeah, you know, I might miss a throw, and it might stay with me, you know, and and in, influence the next time I make the throw. Now I feel like I, I have enough muscle memory and, and uh, mental fortitude to be able to overcome any negative thought in an instant of a moment that says, "Oh, you just missed this one wide open, you know, a quarter ago." But um, but it takes time to learn to learn how to kind of harness those thoughts and, and continue to, to be confident in, in, in all moments. But again, I'm I'm not worried about Pat at all. I mean, Pat's a different type of player. I mean, there's there's uh, there's not many guys like him.
0: Yeah, he's unbelievable, and I think that is why it's such a big conversation. Just he, you two being on State Farm together, and I assume a lot more and. You two are so similar—the way you play, the throws, the arm talent, the superstar, and the trajectory, the likability. I mean, it is—you two really are the only two people that could potentially talk to each other about some of the shit that's going on in his life. So I appreciate you giving us some info on that entire thing. Whenever you have a miss throw or miss wide open thing, and it's for me kicking punting—you same situation. I used to—they say in corners have to have this. They say, "Hey, you got to get rid of it quickly." You got to. I used to like. I used to get mad, so then I was like, I never want to feel this way again. So that was my motivator. Like, it would make me so upset that something was happening. I'm like, I don't want to feel like this, so I'm going to continue to work. What is yours? Have you had to change that along the way here throughout? The, is that a constant evolution for you? Or do you, have you gotten to a point where you've kind of figured out how to kind of manage your feelings and emotions in the middle of games?
5: I mean, I think I can manage my feelings and emotions pretty well in the middle of a game. But it's about this striving for perfection that I think – allows you to uh, always want to be better in those moments, and I think you have to really balance that with um, the realistic assessment of your play and uh, appreciation for what you're doing and, and have a good confidence in your craft and what you've accomplished. I think if you strive for perfection too much, then you'll never be satisfied. and, and Satisfaction, I think, can often be penned as, as more of a negative connotation because you, there's some sort of leveling out or mm. uh, resting on your laurels. But I don't I don't believe that. I think satisfaction is, is uh, having an appreciation for what you've accomplished and the confidence that you can go back out and do it again time and time and, time and time and time and time and time and time and time again, which the great ones can do. And I think that's a learned trait for sure. It's to have that unwavering confidence in yourself even when things have not gone your way in a series and a quarter, missing a wide open guy, to be able to bounce back and, and do the same thing over and over, and that's what the great players do. It's the repetition. It's not robots. And Pat and I, I like to think myself are kind of the antithesis of robotic quarterbacks. You know, we, you know, especially him and me when I was younger, the things outside the pocket still. Uh, that uh, that he does. You know, there's nothing robotic about that. And it's just it's just reminding yourself sometimes of all the amazing plays that you made. And, and, and remember on
1: those things in the moment, not the you know frustrating play that is trying to stick with you. You mentioned earlier about Favre and you, you using the the one-strap, old-school chin strap. Is there anything else you took from him, I, I believe? Don't you still use the same cadence that he had? And is that a thing that a lot of quarterbacks do, like a lot of teams
5: sticks with them? I think teams do. I, I changed one of the numbers in the cadence just so it was my own. That was my justification. Uh, but I love the rhythmic cadence. I didn't understand it at all when I first got there. Every other cadence in my career, high school, you know, junior college, Cal, you know, the ball was snapped on the hut of hut, you know, uh, this one is, is not, it's a rhythmic cadence that's snapped on various parts of the, the color as the, you know, blue or green comes out and it's different. Uh, but I love it. I think it's been a weapon for us over the years. Now we're not getting as many people to jump off sides because people are so worried about it. And there's mics up. There's uh, the inside interior linemen are mic'd up. So there's a lot more study that goes into the cadence each week, but it's been a weapon for us. And, and I'm I'm thankful for, for learning that from Farby. There's other little tricks that I picked up in his footwork that he used to do that, that I really worked on when I was a younger player and the weight distribution and throwing, you know, from all different arm angles. But, uh, but, yeah, definitely the cadence and the tin strap for sure. And no rib pads either.
0: Yeah, well, the rib pads are awesome. I mean, that's something you need to have. Um, the cadence. I don't
5: have them. It's false. I don't have them.
0: Well, yeah, I know. I love the shirt, by the way. shirt's awesome. Dwight's a stud. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely amazing. But the cadence being what it is, you might not be drawing anybody off sides, but the offensive linemen know they can't just pin their like you're slowing down the rush. So even if it's not getting people off sides, it's at least doing some sort of benefit. I don't know why everybody doesn't use that as a weapon, the cadence. Is it because it's not just you, it's the offensive line that also has to kind of be in it or, or do people not trust it? What do you think it is?
5: It's false starts. Coaches get worried about false starts. I mean, I know some teams that uh, quarterback doesn't even call his own cadence. You know, it's the play comes in and, and they tell you what it's on. I, I've heard of offenses where certain plays to the right were on one and to the left were on two. Um, and my response was, this is the NFL, I guess. <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes no sense to me. I think it'd be a weapon. But you got to train it. You have to train it in practice. You have to train it uh, you know, all the time. And, and drill work, uh, so the guys hear it and hear the rhythm of it and hear the differentiation between uh, each different snap count that we have. And we have a bunch of them. And we added a couple when, when Matt came. But yeah, we already had like seven or eight and then Matt came and brought a couple more, and what we've done with the silent count, which, which I think was really kudos to the line we had in 14 especially, uh, we found ways to mix up our silent cadence uh, because of some of the tough environments we were playing, and it's a, it's a uh, you know, big credit to Bakhtiari and Josh Sitton and TJ Lang and Corey and Brian hey, Balaga, DJ. who were so great at... Uh, understanding the timing on those cadences, and, and they really helped us expand uh, you know, the silent count.
0: That's unbelievable. Did Tom actually steal your cadence? Yeah, Tom Brady?
5: Copied, I guess, yeah.
0: That son of a bitch! Wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I heard that at the match, which is great show. Hope you get back into another one of those. Uh, you and DeChambeau are really perfect together. Let's talk about being perfect together. You and LaFleur seem to be like that right now. Everything seems to be great. Last week you came on and said you're loving your time as Green Bay Packer. You're enjoying the season. You guys are seven and one atop the NFL best best record in the NFL right now. The Green Bay Packers have after everything that was chit-chatted about in the offseason. Speaking of the offseason, some changes were hoped for or expected through this thing. Today's trade deadline day. Has your have you been asked about anything? Do you want to be asked about anything? Is this something you have thought about, mixed emotions about? How do you feel on this day, 2021 trade deadline day, just an hour and a half away from when you could potentially add a player to that incredible roster?
5: Well, I'm, just, I'm not gonna get into specifics, um, but I will say that there has been great communication. I've enjoyed uh, conversations with, uh, with Brian that we've had throughout the year so far. And I think that we've made some moves already that have been great. Obviously, Rasul Douglas, the hero of the, uh, uh, the game there at the end of the game, was a, a pickup that we brought in, uh, Whitney Marshallis, I uh, love that addition as well. Um, you know, we've obviously, with uh, Bobby getting hurt and with Kylan getting hurt, our third running back, there's, you know, opportunities to add to the roster. Um, but I like the roster the way it is, uh, especially with some of the guys we have coming back. I mean, Darius is Smith is back in town. Not sure what his potential oh, yeah. coming off the uh, IR is going to be, but it's good to see him again. Uh, Jair got some good news a few weeks ago. Still hopeful that he'll be around for the stretch run. Uh, hopefully, we can get Kevin King back in the coming weeks. Uh, the big giraffe at left tackle probably has a chance to play in the near, near, near future. So. I like our roster. I like the fact that we're sitting there at 7 and 1. Um, I pointed to the false because we have the tied for the best record in the league um, with not just the Arizona Cardinals but the LA Rams. Uh, I believe the three of us are 7 and 1. The NFC is very very uh, They just deep, got Vaughn Miller yeah. over there, dude. They just yeah, got yeah.
0: yeah, they just got they're making like people are making moves out here. So I think the big question a lot of people would have for you is like do you not think that maybe the Packers should make a move, but you saying that communication has been great all year it has been better, that kind of answers, I think, all of that?
5: Well, I mean, look at our cap situation, too. You know, we had to adjust just about every contract to get under the cap, and there's obviously some issues with the cap moving forward. Uh, that's probably the reason why uh, we weren't necessarily than Stephon Gilmore um, sweepstakes because we couldn't take on a big contract. And there's other guys that have been rumored, and I know there's guys that want to come to Green Bay, but we are definitely salary cap hampered at the moment. If certain guys were to get cut, that would be a whole different story. But uh, in the meantime, uh, there's issues with our cap that prevents us from maybe making a splash trade for a guy who's making upwards of $8 million or more, um, which I think Packers fans just need to understand that
0: okay and Delaney Walker's still out there by the way free agent <laughs> might be on a boat right now who knows how that whole thing pans out Ty Schmidt go ahead
2: Aaron you just mentioned the big draft and I don't know if most people assumed that Bakhtiari was just going to play after he could come off the pup list but uh what's going on here has he been sandbagging how does he look do you expect him to play on Sunday like how soon do you think he's going to be back
5: uh he looks good you know his belly is where it needs to be it's, nice it's, it's grown the last few weeks for sure so he's Ready for the bull rush. He's got the bull rush belly. Um, when we were training in the offseason, he said, if you come back, I'm going to play in week one. <laughs> that obviously hasn't come to fruition. So I haven't let him forget about that. Uh, but he hasn't let me forget about the fact that every day we drive down in a gift that he bought me. The first gift that he's ever bought me, by the way. But we drive down to practice in a gift that he bought me so look we're excited for him to come back uh in the meantime you know i'm going to take this opportunity again to highlight the way the line has played uh elton jenkins at left tackle going against chandler jones for most of the night who's mere pass rusher and billy turner as well because chandler was going on both sides but both those guys i think have played really really well and i'm I'm proud of them inside i think our guys have have held up and improved you know john runyon royce newman and, and lucas patrick uh, center again josh myers are starting rookie center has been out for a number of weeks now lucas has stepped in and played very well for us and i think royce and john have been have been improving and playing well too so uh, when we come back you know we've we're gonna have a, a you know a good issue to have what uh, what do we do with uh the line uh when the big draft comes back uh, with his uh bow rush belly but uh, i'm
1: excited uh, when that day comes Hey, so have you uh, have you been studying up on a pole assassin and all that is happening down in Texas,
0: bro? There's a monkey biting kids on Halloween.
5: <laughs> I no, I haven't. I haven't heard about that at all. Give me the quick synopsis. He here. has, Pat. Tell him.
0: Okay, so pole assassin. He's got to act like he hasn't heard about. Okay, it. So, yeah, po- yeah I understand. All right, so I'll. <laughs> I
5: haven't, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay. Jerry Springer goat pole assassin who has performed on Jerry Springer's stage and assassinated the pole alongside a. Monkey, that is her pet and stage companion, uh, have now started dating Coach Jeff Banks for the University of Texas uh, Longhorns. So Pole Assassin and the Monkey have moved into Coach Jeff Banks' house down in Austin. Uh, It's been very public. And Pole Assassin wanted to make a haunted house for the neighbor kids to come in and get their candy, not just some boring non-Pole Assassin house. So they built up a haunted area Some 11 year old allegedly found his way out of the haunted area through a pool into a back gated area where said pet monkey lives and got his arm chomped by the monkey. This is an actual thing that happened on Halloween night. Pole Assassin has come to her defense saying that the kid trespassed, broke, and entered into an area. It should not be. This is the monkey's house. Coach Jeff Banks has been quiet. The monkey has not been heard from, and the child has not done anything yet either. So it's an ear-to-the-ground situation, but Pole Assassin and her monkey potentially causing banana problems in Austin, Texas. Aaron Rodgers.
5: That's amazing. Sounds like the first scene in Outbreak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't know what that is, but classic, hey, I played. I played. Dustin
5: Hoffman movie, classic.
0: That's yeah, insanity. The real, uh, you know, real life is absurd, especially you,
5: when... You know what? You strike me, Pat, and no disrespect here, but you strike me as an individual, whether now, quietly, secretly, or in the future, could be an exotic pet owner.
0: Thank you. That... Is something that is a little bit uh, offensive, I think, but I could see
5: how <laughs> you could potentially see. No, them. I'm not just saying you know tigers or lions or ligers or tyons but you know you could oh, be a tie-ons. you know boa constrictor guy or. No,
0: yeah, that is a shot too. I do take offense to that. I, I do not he- have to-
5: Chimpanzee.
0: Oh, now, and now we're now talking. Now, listen, a chimpanzee maybe, and I wanted one as a child, but my fifth-grade teacher, Mrs. Brooke, mm-hmm. got her entire back ripped off by her pet chimp that turned on her one particular summer evening. So I'm out on the chimps, okay? Maybe one of them little Ace Shore pet detective monkeys like Pole Assassin has, but those things will turn on you as well. I had a teammate who had one, and uh, this little monkey tried to alpha my teammate and even gave like a in the middle of the house and they got into it it hasn't spoke since i don't want to be the one that tells that person's story but lauron landry has a monkey <laughs> named gucci and it is one of the coolest monkeys of all time <laughs> and uh they they i guess had to have it out it, it, when you get a monkey you're gonna have to it at some point uh-huh. i think that is something you're gonna have to do paul assassin had done that in the past it appears this child did not do that and uh you gotta withstand it uh, let's talk about alphaing an alpha move on the internet in 2021 is handing out a million dollars in Bitcoin to people while dressed up like John Wick, drinking scotch from a glass with no ice cubes in it, not getting diluted at all. What a day yesterday with you, Cash App, and a million dollars worth the Bitcoin given away. How long have you been a crypto guy? And great pick of your profile photo there with obviously the meme with the laser ball eyes.
5: Uh, yeah, thank you. I've been uh, interested in crypto for a while. Uh, I wish I could say I got in years and years ago when a friend of mine, I think is circa 2012 or 13, was talking about this concept that yeah. made absolutely no sense to me. Uh, he's since become a multi millionaire. Good for him. Um, congrats, Scott.
3: Yeah. Congrats, Scott.
5: But I am a big fan of crypto and I'm, I'm thankful to work with Cash App. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you brought it up because we gave away a million. Now they're throwing in another $500,000.
6: Oh,
5: I They said I could announce it on the show today. So that's a million and a half in Bitcoin to fans, followers, and um, fellow and future Bitcoin uh, enthusiasts. But uh, it's exciting because, you know, the deregulation aspect of crypto... Here we go. Uh, I think, is the way that uh, the world is going to go. And it's not just crypto. Um, NFTs are going to be really interesting as well. And I think people think of NFTs as some obscure, uh, you know, internet picture or something, but there's so much more to them. Um, And the blockchain, uh, I've just, you know, more recently really started to understand these concepts a little more, but the the blockchain network is... um, is where I think so many things are headed. So it's exciting to be, to be teamed up with Cash App. I can't believe, you know, they had such a crazy response yesterday that uh, my agent, Ed, just, you know, about 15 minutes ago, was, hey, by the way, they're throwing another 500000 You should announce them on McAfee. I said, well, if he, you know, if he asks me about it, I definitely will. But, um, but yeah, I did that, you know, the other night, too, Saturday uh, I was, you know, I had to do the video for him, and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm about to put on my wick costume. He's like, do the video in the wick costume. <laughs> <laughs> it so works. I was like, okay, I will. I'm gonna drink a glass of Scotch, too. Go for it. Um, I think there's many Scotch uh, lovers who also are probably Bitcoin lovers, too. So, I power was Bitcoin, excited about it. Not sure if it's related, but I do know that yesterday, Bitcoin was hovering around 60, and I just checked before I got on here. At sixty-three and a half. So, oh! who knows if we move the needle a little chink bit, chink. shout out to Cash App, and I, I, the cool thing was I saw so many mentions uh, from people thanking me and Cash App for uh, for sending some Bitcoin their way. But the more that people can understand the concept, because a little, a little, it's a little confusing and maybe intimidating for some people. I see. Um, but uh, I think the better off we're going to be as we uh, as we start to see that show up more and more um in uh in our lives and in uh, new and, and interesting ways i think
0: well congrats and that's awesome another five hundred thousand dollars in bitcoin being given away by your friend aaron rogers at the cash app i'm not 100 percent sure how somebody would enter they got to use the hashtag
5: you just got to put your cash tag uh in the uh in the comment section below my my video and i don't I know that they were oversubscribed. That's why they wanted to throw some more out there. I guess they never had this type of response to oh, give no, away. Big no, deal, no big, big deal. No big
0: deal, John fucking wicking some scotch. That thing is moving the needle cash app. We didn't expect to have this much Bitcoin giveaway, but now that we're here, fuck it, another 500,000. That's awesome.
5: I mean, big shout out. I mean, a million and a half in Bitcoin. That's pretty, that's pretty wild. Um, and if you know the history of Bitcoin and where it's gone, uh, it's such a, it can be volatile, but it's such an interesting, uh, the way that it's dissected. When I look at my, like my stocks app on my phone, just about every day, if, if Bitcoin is up, uh, there's an article about how oh, Bitcoin is going to 100,000, Bitcoin is going to 200,000. If it has a down day, Bitcoin's going down to 20,000, Bitcoin's going to zero. So it's, It's just so fascinating how polarizing it is. And I've talked to people on both sides, people who think it's going to 500,000 in the near future and people who think it's going to zero. Um, I tend to believe it's going to 500,000 and beyond. Um, But the scarcity of it uh, uh, and the ability for it to be uh, a digital gold, I think, is, is something that. Uh, is going to be very appealing now and then moving forward as it continues to rise in value.
0: It's at 63-something. You know, they say buy the dips. Yeah. Buy yeah. the dips mm-hmm. on the bit. But if you can get some free ones right now from your friend old Uncle Aaron and Cash App, go ahead and dive in there. I guess your mentions are going bananas right now. We just uh, checked it out on Z uh, Zito. Just checked it out back. Uh, you get it. Thanks, Zito. No, thank you, dude. Thank everybody for giving away. Thanks, Cash App. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Cash App. App. Thanks, Cash App. 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 Hey, Cash App, why don't you uh, let us send more money weekly, too, by the way, now that we have you. Yeah. All right, that'd be great. Thanks, That'd be great if you help us out a little bit, too. That'd be great.
5: You know what I mean? I don't see why not.
0: Me neither. It is a nightmare to have to deal with whenever you're giving away You know, $50,000 every other week or so. And they're like, I can't give away that money. I can't give away It's like, come on. Let me get rid of this stuff. You know what I mean? Let me get rid of this cash. But Cash App's just trying to protect me, trying to give away another $500,000 of Bitcoin. Shout to them. Shout to you. Let's get to what everybody's been waiting for. And I was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania last Friday at SmackDown. And there was a family, all had Aaron Rodgers Book Club shirts on. The kid was holding up a sign that said Aaron Rodgers Book Club. I looked, I was like, there's three generations of a family enjoying one book club. I can't even fathom the thought that I'm a part of that. It has been amazing. It has been magical. The power of now. Oh my, what a (laughs) read, dude. And now, going into week nine. It is time for the debut of the next book in the Aaron Rodgers Book Club. Drumroll, please. First, there was The Alchemist by Paulo Colo. Where men win glory. Shout out to Pat Tillman and John, the Giver. Be here now. The Four Agreements. You are the universe. Sun Tzu, the art of war. And then the power of of now. The ninth book of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club is
5: Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell.
0: Of course. <laughs> of course it's this wow. one. We knew it. Malcolm's a, a real good book writer, man.
5: He's a phenomenal book writer. And this book I read when it had a white cover. Uh, so this is kind of a, a re released cover, but um, it's you know, the subtitle is the story of success. But his research uh, is so dense, and uh, it's phenomenal to see the interesting uh, associations he makes with successful people and what they do uh, similarly. So it's a, it's a great book. I don't think it's a difficult read. I think he's a phenomenal writer, but it's not like he doesn't write uh, you know, like over your head. The, the information, the facts, the data is, is dense, but uh, he's a great writer. He has a podcast as well. that is uh, that some interesting... Uh, folks on there especially a uh, few years ago when I was into it but yeah but he's you know he's also written a couple other great books The Tipping Point and Blink are two of the ones that I've read as well from him but uh, Outliers is a uh, uh, a really good book to read and I read it uh, I think about five or six years ago so I had to go by uh, Barnes and Noble because my copy I think is out in California somewhere but uh, Malibu
0: yeah it's in Malibu
5: but big fan of uh, of the book Outliers. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, about once a week, uh, I go over to Barnes & Noble and and look for some new books for the stack. And if I don't have the book that I want to recommend that week, then I'll, you know, I'll make sure I get it. And every week, somebody says something about the book club. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool to see so many people into it. I'll get, you know, random texts from people about it. Um, and so that's that's been the fun thing to see through this whole thing is people actually reading, unlike yourself, Pat, actually reading some of these books Yay. has been a- – has been pretty cool. I love this week, you didn't even try. You just said, oh, phenomenal read The Power of now. <laughs> didn't talk about anything in the book. Just To just be clear, I'm... to be clear, we didn't get The
0: Power now until very, I mean, yeah. today, that thing arrived today, so I didn't get a chance to. you know Maybe I need to give you a
5: heads up. You know, maybe I need to sidebar you, give you a little heads up on what's coming so you can be prepared oh, yeah. for the week. And then I might give you, you know, 10 days to read a book instead of, a few hours.
0: Yeah, see, that's awesome. I appreciate that because I'd like to participate in this book club too. Not going
1: to change yeah. anything. Nah, no,
0: AJ, you don't know me. Oh. Oh. AJ, you don't know me. Look at my Barnes and Noble collection, dude. I'm a member there. I'm basically a subscriber. I, I got all. And, and shout out to Barnes and Noble, by the way. A lot of them around the country are putting like <laughs> these books next to each other. Oh, too. yeah. So people oh, yeah. literally just walk in and go, "I'll take the uh, the ARBC." collection it's like well here's your eight books right here go ahead and have a good one
5: i think we need to we need to get barnes and noble and maybe cash app to uh to start sponsoring uh segments in the shows don't you think
0: does barnes and noble not care about readers advocacy groups because that's what the aaron Rodgers book what's that all about they're just they're just corporate greedy fat cats sounds like breaking into cash what's that all about aaron
5: uh, you said it, not me, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, don't, I, know, I don't believe that either. They're probably incredible people, uh, as are you. Thank you so much for your incredible time. Congrats on the success on Thursday night, Halloween, and we can't wait to chat with you one week from now after you play the Chiefs.
5: Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm going to get back to my uh, guitar plan here.
0: Well, another Here's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday <laughs> has come and gone could be a big hour because your favorite team could trade for a great player and become better or your team could cut a player that's on your team like the Packers have officially waived Jalen Smith what a run good run the Packer part of Smith brothers right that got brought in is that what happened Well, he
2: would have been the third Smith brother yeah wow but I don't think he uh, got Jalen
0: from the Cowboys Yeah, yeah yeah I forgot who he was when I just read that yeah Yeah, you guys were saying he's definitely going to be better than whoever he was replacing because old Buddy was like a 55-year-old guy, slow Mm -hmm. guy who he was replacing. But what we've seen on the internet of Jalen Smith was a bunch of plays that were not great for Jalen Smith. And we actually went into an entire speech about how, much like we saw for... uh, uh, Sleepy Joe, uh, uh, Joe, um, Donnelly? Donnelly. Uh, Sleepy Joe Donnelly, Joe yes. oh, Donnelly, okay, Sleepy Joe Donnelly here in Indiana. All the PR was against Joe Donnelly leading up to the election. Oh yeah, we didn't know Joe Donnelly. We didn't know much about uh, candidates or anything like that. But we did take to the airwaves and say, "Hey, Joe Donnelly, I'm tired of seeing four hours straight of everything terrible, which is a lot. You've oh, done a lot yeah. of bad stuff, yeah, without a single response." You know, Joe Donnelly didn't give a single response, so he allowed this picture to be painted. He lost. Yes, he, he was the first loser of a um, an election on uh, I forget which year it was. That might have been sixteen, I guess. Probably sixteen. Had to be. Yeah. He, he was the first loser, and it was announced as breaking news: uh, the incumbent Joe Donnelly is out in Indiana. It was like, no, no, no. We knew that was the case because literally three hours a night, all you saw on every channel in Indianapolis was this guy's mistakes in every single bucket of life yeah
2: mm-hmm. Sleepy Joe Mexico Joe Acapoco Joe yes, I mean, they, that, every
0: yeah. that's four years ago we're still yeah okay we're still remembering yeah. that it was the same thing for Jalen Smith when he got released from the Cowboys or whatever I only saw terrible clips of him on the internet I'm like hey Jalen Listen. You need to put some highlights out. We need to see some highlights. The Packers said we don't need that. Actually, we're actually going to sign him because we need a little depth at linebacker. He's faster than what we have. He could be a playmaker. He was drafted high. He's healthy. I wonder what happens. It seems like he might have just lost it after the injury. Seems like he get, he did, wasn't making many plays. Who knows what's next for Jalen, but we do know the Green Bay Packers on trade deadline day are cutting somebody. Oh mm-hmm. Jalen Smith, not a lot of money, but what are they doing? Are they opening Ooh. up some space? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Joining us now, Green Bay Packer legend, all-time leading tackler, Ohioan, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion AJ Hawk. AJ, obviously Jalen Smith out is news out of Packers Land. I think the Packers are potentially gonna have bigger news in the next two hours. We'll talk about that. The big news I want to talk to you right now about before Tyler Big Ball Bass of the Buffalo Bills joins us in a few moments. Odo Beckham Sr., okay, who is a great follow on Instagram, I am just learning. Incredibly attractive OG dude, okay? Oh, yeah. Who is on Insta. Now, granted, the video he posted that we were gonna talk about was sideways and wrong, and uh, <laughs> no. it wasn't necessarily as technological signed, as you would think, for a guy of his prowess on Instagram. Right. I mean, he is in there. He posts a video of Odell Beckham Jr. being wide open in Baker Mayfield clearly not throwing him the ball. Then there is a Comment underneath that video from young Mufasa7 says, no matter what anyone says, I can tell Baker just doesn't want to get Odell the ball. He can have all the excuses in the world, but it shows. He just genuinely doesn't want to give Odell the ball. And when he does, it's usually in bad situations to make it look bad on Odell. Either he's hating on Odell, or he just doesn't want him shining for real, for real. You can't tell me otherwise at this point. Odell Beckham Sr. replies to the reply, Green check mark, green check mark, green check mark. Oh. So, all the things you were thinking, young Mufasa 7, Odell Beckham Sr. Senior, uh, senior is agreeing with. So, that, that then has to lead you to the question if OBS, okay, mm-hmm. is saying it's a bunch of BS. What do you think OBJ saying yeah. about the treatment from Baker in Cleveland on trade deadline day? He's owed money this year, not owed any money next year. It would be a big payday for whoever would be trading for him. Maybe bring some life back into him, which LeBron James said, hey, free OBJ. OBJ will show again why he's special. WR1, hashtag free OBJ from King James. Who's from... The Cleveland area. (laughs) He's from that. He's a Cowboys fan. Uh, I think he's potentially a Rams fan now as well. Browns fan. Uh, Browns Browns fan fan. potentially whenever. I think he likes Baker, but he's even coming out free. OBJ. It's getting loud, AJ. How is it in Ohio? Is OBJ out of Cleveland? That's quite a price. Somebody's going to have to pay for it, but allegedly the Browns aren't in on it at all.
1: Well, I certainly think this is not going to help his case in Cleveland. uh, The fact that his dad is doing all this and co-signing on whatever – young Mufasa was Seven. saying. There's no way Baker is deliberately trying to sabotage Odell. Oh. That was... Really
0: was. Young Mufasa! It. That's not what
1: OBS is saying. Yeah, to make himself he look... Knows. Baker's trying to get a $180 million contract. A th- $400 million contract. You think he wants to look bad? Well, that, that would be... Uh, quite a
0: common-sense statement there uh, because Baker would then be picking and choosing on how he would make himself $100 million. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if Baker Mayfield has that many options. But it is fascinating, the video that was curated on YouTube by somebody who knows, maybe it was OBS. I don't know if he edited it himself. But it's basically that Odell Beckham Jr. is always wide open. Even though the production's not there and maybe some things happen and we haven't seen Odell be Odell as of late, Baker, for whatever reason, is not getting him the ball. The Browns aren't getting him the ball. And I think me as an NFL fan, a big time football fan, I would like to see Odell Beckham be WR1. Electrifying Odell Beckham Jr. Absolutely. But everybody's calling in the question, will that ever happen in Cleveland? What quarterback would be able to make that happen? Green Bay Packers. Would Aaron Rodgers oh. be able to make that
2: happen? Well, unless it's like a Von Miller situation. I mean, no team's going to pay like 15, Unless the Browns are paying 90%, yeah. 95% of what he's owed, I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. Do you?
0: Uh, I don't, it's a lot of money to be owed.
1: To if They own- could do that. Hey, if they, I don't know what their cap situation's like, but if they feel like it's gotten that bad and the dad and all this Toxic. stuff, cap, like, they might not want to let this thing roll into the rest of the his, season.
3: His his uh, cap hit for the season, his pay for the season was 15 Seven five
1: zero. So, so what's that seven
0: eight? Yeah, somewhere. What's the seven seven point eight seven? Wait,
1: half and half. They pay half the team they trade them to, pays half.
0: So then it's only three and a half million or whatever. Three point seven five, whatever the fuck you get it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you could get rid of that number, I guess. Broncos just proved they could do it yesterday in a collection of picks. Would Andrew Barry want to do that to get Odell, knowing that Odell could potentially go somewhere and become. Odell again for the rest of the season and, uh, but if it's toxic and OBS is out there who knows what OBJ's feeling trade deadline day is crazy so crazy that we're getting a chance to chat with a guy who I think might have kicked a football 200 yards holy <laughs> shit legit I have no idea how his leg is so strong. It's one of the most impressive things I've seen for some time. He's in Buffalo, so the weather is tough. He's out of Georgia Southern. He wears one eye black. I don't know what that's for. We will ask him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has a long of 57 yards and 16 of 17, Tyler Big Ball Bats. Yeah! yeah. yeah.
6: What's up, dude? Appreciate you, Pat. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, thanks for wearing that shirt, man. Hey, we appreciate you, Todd. Hey! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Yeah. Yeah.
6: Hey. For sure. sure. I appreciate you guys.
0: Hey, no problem. And I just said it in the intro, and we'll talk about how you started kicking, and how you got into this, and how awesome Buffalo has been, and your entire ride thus far. But I need to ask about this kickoff. I saw this tweet from Dan Fetz, F-E-T-E-S, and he had a picture of a ball hitting an upright, and he said that this was off of a kickoff. Was yeah. there a 15-yard yeah. penalty on this kickoff? Was this from the 35? Uh, and is this the biggest yeah. ball ever kicked in the history of football?
6: Uh, yeah, it was from the 35. Um, it was like my third kickoff of the game. With We had a little win. And after I hit it, so I took my steps, hit a normal ball, and after I followed through, I look up and the ball looks small. Like I was like, that ball is trapped. And uh, I mean, the call was kick it out, so I did, and then it hit the upright. And I was just in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, that might have been the biggest ball I've ever kicked. And we got to the sidelines, and one of our coaches came up and told me it hit about three fourths of the way up, and when it hit, it was clocked at a four two six when it hit. So I was, I was stoked, and you know, I. It was crazy. It was one of the biggest balls I've ever hit.
0: Yeah, for those that don't know, if you're kicking from the thirty-five, obviously to make it to the end zone, sixty-five yards to the back of the end zone, seventy-five yards. You normally see everybody between three yards to about twelve yards out of the back there. That thing three quarters up the upright, <laughs> smacking that. That had to be a ninety-plus yard. That'd be like a, almost a hundred-yard fucking ball.
6: Yeah, I don't know. It was it was far. <laughs>
0: Have you always just had a monster leg, played soccer growing up, and then got into kicking? How would you get into kicking, and have you always yeah, had just a big leg?
6: Uh, yeah, so played soccer growing up. Um, you know, when I was playing soccer, I was like the free kick specialist. Uh, you know, always had a pretty good leg. Um, but then I got into football in ninth grade. My grandma uh, actually was like, hey, you should try out for the football team. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Tried out in ninth grade, made the B team, uh, played a little bit in B team, and then I was varsity from there on out. And I just – Remember, my farthest field goal in ninth grade was like 35 yards, and then it got up to junior year, it got up to 60, then senior year, 65. And then I got to college, put on a little bit more weight, and it kind of got up a little bit from there. So I've always kind of had a leg, but I've always had to work at it just to get it stronger. Got it.
1: Hey, how detailed are you on uh with your holder and your snapper and everything you want?
6: I've talked to different kickers that are some are
1: crazy and it has to be like a millimeter exactly where they want it, and the ball tilted a certain way, and everything. Like, are you? crazy detail with that or you just let that thing fly just put it Uh
6: down. yeah i think the more the more i kick the more i've gotten more detailed and know i know what i like and we have a phenomenal holder in matt hawk and a great long saver Re reeve ferguson so they know exactly where i want it to be and exactly how i want it to be or like lean so if i hit a miss hit matt knows before i know he's like oh i know you wrapped it or you hit it high but yeah i think the more i've kicked the more i've gotten we've gotten really detailed and zoned in on it
0: uh Vinatieri wasn't like he didn't yell at me for things, but it was very easy to tell when his best ball was being hit on how you hold it. you know. And it's right. different than what other people do. And I would know immediately upon the kick whether or not it was going in. You could either see his plant foot or feel how the ball was going in there. There are some teams that celebrate Kevin Huber. I mean, oh, like and Huber, they were celebrating that ball that hit that flag. I never could understand how that would happen as a holder, but I think it was a breezy day, and maybe Huber wasn't doing that. Um, now that you are on with Matt Hawk. His name's Matt Hawk. Hawk, huh it's not hack.
6: yeah yeah it's hawk yeah,
0: yeah i fucked that. i fucked that one up. <laughs> tell him send him my apologies he's an incredible athlete but
6: Hello. moving yeah.
0: on to matt from Corey, and then with this bills culture uh you know what what has it been like with the new operation what has it been like as the bills continue to grow here last year yeah. obviously you're young now you're a little bit older you're in there what right. is the culture like in that building it seems like you all are kind of on the same page at all times
6: yeah, yeah. The culture, man, we're hungry. You know, we feel like, you know, we're the underdogs and we always will be. So we come in each and every day to work and just give it our best. And coach always says, you know, try to improve one day at a time. Just try to find something to improve on, whether it's something small, whether it's something big. But as far as the operation goes, uh, right when Matt came in in the offseason, it was like we've kicked for a year. It was it was smooth. Um, he, he's a phenomenal holder. He knows exactly how I like it. And Reed gives him laces and you know, it was like, we've never skipped a beat.
1: Hey, what's Josh Allen like? I know I've asked other Bills players and he was on the Manning cast last yeah. night. I thought he'd show his personality. He seems like a fun dude. We yeah. watch all this kind of pranks and things he's doing during practice. Is he, like, does that team run through
6: Josh Allen? Absolutely, yeah, he, he's our leader. Uh, he's, he's a funny dude, if you really get to know him. Uh, it's awesome watching him throw the football, man. Just watching my practice, slinging it, it's, it's a sight to see. And he's just a, he's a really good dude and a really good leader.
0: Uh, let's talk about Bills Mafia. Have you gotten a chance to enjoy them much? Have you gotten a chance to go uh, out and
6: dabble with buildos Ma- round? <laughs> uh, no, no, I haven't gone out a whole lot. But you know, I got to the feel them in the playoff game last year when we had a little bit of fans, and it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's awesome. The home games are unbelievable. It's super loud, uh, and it's hype for sure.
0: Have you seen a buildup? I mean, two eight. No, hours. I don't even. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Oh, well, you'll, i That's mean, you will you know that. it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, you'll know, know it. it. You'll know it when you see it, Tyler. The okay. um—the one eye black. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? Uh, have you always done that? And how did we? Uh, how did we start it? Will that be forever?
6: Yeah, for sure. Um, so it started, like I said, remember I said my grandma was the whole reason I got into kicking. So my senior year in high school, she had breast cancer, and then so it started off one game. I did like a M for like memo, like what we call her. And ever since then I've done it, but it got to the point where like the M was like, almost my whole like face was black. I was like, all right, I probably need to cut that out. It's a lot. So I just moved on to one eye black and you know, I do it for her and you know, it kind of gives me a little swag with it. So and that's just me being me. Wow. We, I love, I love yeah, it. Sure. I'm
0: happy that there is an incredible story behind it. Cause you know, if you were just doing that for no reason, also, I mean, I would have had a lot of follow up <laughs> yeah. questions, but also <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, Whenever you think about the Buffalo Bills and you said you guys are the underdog, but it doesn't feel like that's the case now, especially after these last couple of years. Have you gotten to feel like the the success of the team? Has anybody, like Josh Allen just signed a few hundred million dollar deals. Stephon Diggs comes in there. Cole Beasley is two albums deep and also uh, picking up a hundred and some yards. Do you feel like in there, everybody knows how good you, do you guys have any clue what you're supposed to do? Is Does McDermott ever talk about that? And how do you view it like in the next couple of years and in, in the build of this whole thing?
6: Um, yeah, I mean, I just think we know, who we are but we just come into work with our head down you know we don't look too far in the future it's just one week at a time and we just come into work and we compete and we just get ourselves better go ahead ty
2: tyler with you being from the south and going to georgia southern like when you go up to buffalo how much do you have to like adjust how you kick and everything because obviously you don't have the weather or the snow or the wind or any of that kind of stuff down there
6: right um well i mean in georgia southern we got a lot of rain uh And it was windy at times, but it took a couple months just to get used to the cold and just how it feels off your foot. But after that, man, you know, you just got to embrace it. You can't change it. You can't control it. So you just got to go out and have fun with it.
0: McDermott said he loved, I think whenever he came on our show, he was like, oh, I love Tyler. Like everybody, (laughs) I I enjoy that. Are you uh, loud, energy all through the day, kind of quiet? What is uh, your role, you think, in the locker room?
6: I would say, man, just keep my head down and work. But sometimes, you know, I let my personality show But within the specialist group. But, yeah, I just keep my head down and work.
0: All right, as long as you make kicks, everybody fucking loves you, man. And that's all you do. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah,
4: Tyler, on the broadcast when uh, you guys played the Titans, they were talking about how you possibly have the best swag out of all kickers. Do you believe that? Or do you think you even have the best swag on all of the Buffalo Bills team? Great question. <laughs> I,
6: I, I, we got a lot of dudes on this team with a lot of swag. Uh, I mean, I feel like I got a little bit, but, you know, I don't compare myself to anybody, but, you know, I'm just trying to be like, you know, Diggs has a lot of swag. Josh has a lot of swag, you know, just trying to have a little part for myself.
0: Stephon Diggs, yeah, yeah. Here's another (laughs) Diggs. Here's another Diggs. Go ahead, Tom. No swag having ass. Look at your no swag having (laughs) Diggs ass over there. It's very true. No. Uh,
3: I don't know if you happen to see this this weekend uh, in the kicker community. Chris Boswell um, was decapitated. When that happens, do you just like send a group text out to all the kickers in the league like T's and P's or how's that work?
6: I mean, I haven't talked to him, but you know, you just, you know, you just hope he gets better, man. You know, it's it's a unfortunate event and, you know, you just hate to, hate that it had to happen, but you just hope he gets better soon. Do you make any tackles? Do you, do you get in there? Uh, I've had a few tackles. Um, Coach, you know, they they don't like me getting too far down uh, inside the 20. But uh, I've had a few tackles when it, you know, I just try to slow them down and get in the way as best I can if it ever breaks out. But we have a pretty good uh, kickoff unit to where, you know, hopefully I don't have to worry about that a whole lot.
0: Yeah, and I think if I'm coaching the Buffalo Bills, i got a kickoff guy that can kick a ball 100 fucking (laughs) yards. Just go ahead and murder that. Uh, Tyler, we can't thank you enough for joining us, man. You've taken, Oh,
6: man, I appreciate it, man.
0: No problem. You've taken the NFL by storm. You're awesome. You're incredible. And I love how strong your leg is. That is something that I think, you know, big ball hitters enjoy. And
6: you crush balls, dude. It's awesome. I appreciate it. I'm trying to be like you, man. I'm trying to be like you.
0: You're a lot better than me. I ain't never hit a fucking kickoff three quarters of the other I ain't Never in my entire life. It's amazing to watch. We appreciate you immensely. Thank Good you. luck Thank the rest you, of the man. season. Do you like appreciate the name it. Big Ball Bass? What do you? What? What if? Yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> All Big
1: right. Ball Bass. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, Tyler no. Big Ball Bass. Yeah. 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 Today's show is presented by Arby's. Just when you thought it couldn't get better than the real country-style rib sandwich that was smoked low and slow in an East Texas smokehouse, Arby's one-out did themselves again. Hell yeah. We now introduce to you the Arby's Boneless Wings. Arby's delivered 7,000 of these things to the office yesterday, and we can verify they are delicious. Top-notch. Legit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfectly sauced. Yeah. Not too much, not too little. Yep. Seemed like, now granted, it was for our office specifically, so you're going to have to try out. The, seemed like it was cooked to a perfect amount, and I ate it hours and hours later. Mm-hmm. Still, a good good kick, still a good kick. Still a good kick, good taste, good texture on the boneless wing. Delicious. Very impressed. They should have been doing boneless wings for a long time now. Yeah. They had barbecue, they had uh, uh, buffalo, buffalo. they had, uh, I think there's two others, right? I don't know. Honey?
3: We had uh, those two.
0: Yeah. We're talking about six pieces of all white meat in crispy seasoned breading tossed in either classic buffalo or hot honey sauce. There it is. Okay. Served with their new crinkle cut french fries, which might be even better than curly fries. I'm not saying that. I am not saying, they told they me they to say They are that. very good. They are. They yeah, are. They delicious. are. Unbelievable. you get some cheese on this? Oh. oh my God. God. They're salted very well. Oh my God. All of that is just $5. Wow. What? Six pieces of boneless chicken. Stupid. What? How do they make money? I don't know. Uh, crinkle cut french fries. What? The cheese would probably be a little bit more. Yeah, 60 uh, cents. Yeah. <laughs> $5. Get out and try yours today. Thanks to Arby's. Shout out to Arby's. Hey, Ty. Uh, why don't you go ahead and play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday night. Use the hashtag endapodsquad and tweet out you know, a picture of what you're doing, where you're at. You could potentially win some merch. Ty goes through there and uh, picks winners. But thank you all so much. Thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Tyler. Thank you to the boys. Thank you to everybody. I'm very, very grateful. And we're back tomorrow with a Coaches Up Chuck Wednesday with Chuck Pagano and more. Cheers.